0: what's going on everybody cali death podcast back once again episode 117 you heard me correct it maybe or i don't know if you actually did but yeah we again the apes are in charge and we uh <laughs> we fucked up on the flyer we don't have a correct intro but we still love you guys and we're still here dude i'm always joined by at least one resident homie uh, by the way my name is anthony and i'm here with joel horner what up joel what up and uh Tonight is a, a unique and cool uh, episode. We're going to tap on, in on some stuff that we haven't necessarily talked about on the episode along with this man's lifestyle. He's a shredding metal guitar player. He's been doing YouTube for a very long time, got a lot of followers. I had fun watching a lot of videos on his channel this week. And uh, I, I have to be honest, I'm a little uh, threatened and intimidated because I'm the I'm I got my biceps are only second biggest on this episode. Oh, I got yeah,
1: you're right. <laughs> Joel had to throw his up first. <laughs> what up? Yeah. We got
0: Kevin <laughs> Frazard. What's going on? <laughs> Kevin? Man. How are you, bro?
1: I'm doing great, man. Yeah. Like, it, like I was telling you guys, thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate this. It's super freaking cool.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Okay, and uh, we're very, very happy to have you. Um, I was excited about this because I I do you know doing this show for as long as we have I I have fun every single day no doubt but I mean sometimes we do have repetitive uh, subjects and all that stuff that naturally come up throughout somebody's timeline and I'm just excited because I think that when we go out into the weeds or we go off to the side in your timeline, I think we're going to find some new stuff that, that might be, you know, cool and unique to talk about. And I'm right now in a health kick myself. So um, I'd love to talk about your diet and all that stuff when we get to it and all that. But um, before we do all that, let's do some plugs real quick. Shit. Uh, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> apes guys, apes. Uh, Battleforgecoffee.com. Mike Hamilton, Jacoby, all those dudes from Deeds, they're they they are are involved in this. And uh, they're our homies for life. They've been our homies for decades. And um, we want you guys to support their uh, endeavor in the coffee company. I mean, coffee company, coffee industry. And um, it's good coffee. No joke. I'm not bullshit. And I've tried it myself. I've said it multiple times on the podcast. I'm a coffee guy. I like to French press my coffee. That's the best way to do it. Um, if you're out there and you're a coffee guy, try this, please. Death metal and coffee together as one. Um, for Cali Death Podcast, it's uh Cali Death Uh inventory is getting low on the two designs that we have on there right now. I'm sure we don't have pictures ready to show you guys on the episode, <laughs> <laughs> but Type those letters and symbols into your web browser, and you will find some Cali Death podcast merchandise. If you buy it, it will support us, and we would love that. And we love seeing you guys wearing them. You uh, let us know. You put it on Instagram or whatever. We'll throw you in the stories, all that kind of shit. You know, Everybody else is doing it, but we'll do it for you too. And uh, that is it for us. Kev, where do you want people to go for you, bro? Uh,
1: Just... Like right now, as far as everything goes, as far as what I do, um, Instagram I've been pushing that a lot. So I've been uh, just with the you know my lifestyle with drywall and stuff like that. So uh, you know a lot of times I that's kind of all the time I really have for to uh, sit down and you know I'm always coming up with riffs. I'm like the never ending riff library. I just enjoy sitting down with my guitar and just beating shit out of my strings and jack them up. Then I hear it with everybody and now I'm able to mic my cab up. I figured out how to finally do that and. Know, getting a lot better sicker tones and stuff so you know like I keep things simple I don't have like a like a unique standoutish name it's just Kevin Frizzard. and then um over on YouTube same thing you punch in my first and last name it'll come up um, other than that um I fired up a TikTok not too long ago I don't really do too much on there um, I don't push that one too hard but mainly you'll find me on Instagram and YouTube so nice. uh, yeah those two are the main heavy hitters for me
0: F R A S A R D.
1: and
0: uh any is there any kind of merch you're selling or anything bro
1: i started just with um just like logo t-shirts i kind of kept things simple just to see because i had people in the comments for years saying man if you ever uh came up with a shirt i totally buy this and that and um i just started with that basically in a couple different colors or whatever and uh you know it did I sold a few, but not enough to really justify like really, really getting yeah, more involved yeah. in designs and stuff. So I've kind of dabbled with that idea thinking maybe I should just, you know, uh, go see like a graphics designer, like try to get a high resolution copy of my logo. Cause the story behind this logo, the way this was designed, it was a young kid when we were all, you know, going through the pandemic shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid reached out to me on Instagram, you know, when I was posting a lot of, uh, videos and stuff, just jamming and stuff. And, uh, this kid reached out to me. He was like a 15 year old kid. And, uh, he said, uh, Hey, I made this logo for you. You know, we're all bored. And like, I was, I love your channel, this and that. I love what you do. And, you know, he had it up like on a, on his computer aided drafting, like picture, like where he wrote it out and everything. I was like, that really hit me. I was like, so freaking happy about like, that is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, uh, right. Yeah. He sent me like, a you know a, co- a couple copies of it with, with different colors and um as far as like i'd like to get a high resolution of because it's like that's my first logo ever like that anybody ever did for me so it's like i i, I don't even want to change it i just want to keep it you know it's that's like up.
0: It's, I, yeah. I back that
1: for sure like that really freaking hit home for me. It was just, it meant a lot. So uh, yeah, I, right,
0: gotta, right. I mean, it's like it, it you know, can still
1: it, read the DM thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we
0: run into that problem <laughs> quite often in this yeah. genre of music. Um, no, that's really cool, dude. And and yeah, it's just appreciating a fan putting time into something for you, and and showing your appreciation to that fan that hey, you made something that actually caught my eye i enjoy that i'm gonna use that now thank you yep.
1: And i even threw it at him i said "Do you want any money for this or anything he's like no 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 and then i said uh can you check out some of my music he had like a black metal project going on like i think he like made the music in garage band or something like that, just whatever he had available and uh i said you know what i'll do for you i said i'll share this in my you know next video i'll show the logo i'll show like if, if you don't mind i'll use the picture and i'll push your music so you can get some more you know Downloads and things of that nature. And he fully awesome. totally appreciated that. Like that. Oh, yeah. that he made my day. I might as well return the favor. What's right is right.
0: Exactly, totally. dude. And and for him to finally see his logo in one of your videos, dude, that that made hit more than that day. That that was, that whole month was probably he went back to he, probably like 1% of your views on that video were just him coming back, like, oh yep, there's my logo again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's sick man. no that's cool dude yeah and um yeah is there anything else we want to plug a little at or are we good i think we're good on our All side right. so kev you you're a fan of the show so you know how we like to start it i want to mm-hmm. know about you as a child i want a young child sitting playing with your legos or your fucking gi joes and and pops or mom is jamming some tunes in the background and you're like mm, what is that
1: yeah like how did I, how did i get into this crazy uh I, it sounds like uh i, w- I want to murder my whole family kind of music <laughs>
0: yeah you <dude, we laughs> want to know the seed to that my seed to yeah. murdering my family is music is a uh, doo-wop <laughs>
1: <laughs> well there was i never really paid too much attention to music when i was a kid i was always just running around and like uh and I was big into, like, the Ninja Turtles stuff. I was always watching oh, yeah. the Help. morning cartoons. It was, uh, what was that called? Pan- like, uh, game... was it?
0: I was going to say, by the way, I went for G.I. Joe's, but I swear I was going to say Ninja Turtles. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I was watching, like, a lot of, like, that Game Pro and Video Power, all that stuff in the mornings.
2: Mm-hmm. Bobby's
1: World, I remember that one. I was watching the Bobby shit out of that show when I was little. Yeah, yeah, just you know, like those cartoons. Then when they were over, I was just always running around the house or running around outside, you know, playing with the neighbors and stuff like that. And, um, I never, where, really, where
0: did, where would you grow up? Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in, uh, Warren, Michigan. It's uh, a little bit North of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were in that area for, I was, I lived there till I was about, uh, I think about five or six years old. And then, uh moved to another location, Harrison Township, which is more towards like Lake St. Clair area, uh, St. Clair Shores kind of thing, like that area, if anyone's familiar with that. Lived there for a couple of years. And that's when, um, like right towards the end, when my parents were going through that process, getting divorced, is when I kind of started to pay attention to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my dad putting together this... Uh, Like the jam room in the basement you know with all the eight cartons on the walls to soundproof everything hung all the drywall this and that and um my uncle frank was he played exactly like hendrix you know played the guitar upside down and shit and uh he'd shred solos with you know he put the pick in his mouth and he was able to do like just stuff that like that was like my first exposure to seeing somebody actually shred right and i thought it was just like the coolest thing ever and What always really stood out wasn't so much the soloing because still to this day, I'm not really big into soloing and stuff like that kind of sound. It was always about that overdriven, like that distorted signal. So a lot of the songs that my dad and like the rest of the band used to cover, you know, had that like the ZZ Top and the Skinner and stuff like that. Uh, Deep Purple comes to mind. And uh, yeah, that sound just kind of resonated with me. And then uh,
0: I'm sorry if you mentioned it, but what age were you when the parents divorced?
1: I was uh seven years old. I was right yeah, around seven mm, So right after you
0: guys moved.
1: So it was like I I was aware that the separation was occurring and I remember, you know, hearing all the yelling in the house and stuff like that. Like all of a sudden yeah. we weren't family stuff together anymore. It was like I'd spend time with my dad and then you know, spend time mm-hmm. with my mom the kind of separation started to kick in and just uh I I saw the uh just a transition in the wrong direction. So I used to be like a honor roll student all the time, always doing really good in school, straight A's, and then it just went straight up into E's, D's, and E's. Like after, you know, all that unfolded, cause it was just it was a lot to take in, especially when you don't know the whole story of what's going on, why your parents no longer like love each other. Right. Yeah. And that that, that the impact
0: like from that. something like that, dude, could definitely easily uh, detract your attention from any kind of schoolwork. You're like. Who gives a shit about math? Even my parents are splitting up, you know?
1: Yeah. Especially when you, like you were always happy and nothing like ever was deflecting that. And then all of a sudden somebody throws a wrench in that plan, you know? And
3: Mm -hmm. it's crazy. I mean, for you, I mean, for that's exactly the time that my parents split it's like seven, eight years old. And for me, like it was the same thing. It was like the I'm turning this into a therapy thing, but I'm down, I'm super down to talk about this right now. Um, like, as far as, um, like, I just, they were just fucking not getting along. So I was, like, whenever I was in that room and my dad just couldn't take it anymore, we're just, like, break a dish or something. You know, I was, like, I was a little kid going, like, fuck yeah. this. Like, I don't want to, I mean, he was just, he was pissed because he didn't want to do that shit in front of me. But he just he sometimes he came home from 12 hours of being a mechanic and then getting, you know, getting an argument right away. And then I'm in the room and he's just, like, fucking overloaded. Right. And so yeah. I saw all that go down and I actually took a weird view. I was, for me, I was, like yeah you guys shouldn't be together (laughs) like you know it was like i I don't know why i would just i was like i don't want to deal with that when you guys are all like fucking because it was it was always kind of just arguing though i don't remember much more than like you know small arguments and stuff and there wasn't like any like hand holding through disneyland trips or anything with my parents but once i noticed that like the writing was on the wall where it was like okay you guys don't get along together so it'd be cooler if you weren't together anymore at eight years old is kind of a trippy fucking age to like put all that together but um exactly but i don't have memories of the the butterflies and happiness before so it's probably why you know
1: yeah yeah because i mean prior to that there was disney world there was that trip when i went when Mm -hmm. i was like five years old and having pictures with mickey mouse and all that kind of stuff and uh yeah we used to do a lot of family stuff together go pumpkin picking or uh just just stuff as a family like you know with my sister my older sister and things like that and then all of a sudden you don't have that anymore now I'm living in a townhouse with my mom, and she's just always complaining, always negative, taking yeah. my side, and I'm just getting on the dartboard for no reason kind of thing, and mm-hmm. them just kind of teaming up on me. And uh, that was right around when Beavis and Butthead came out. Nice. Yep. So, so that was like, yeah, you guys probably know where I'm going with this anyway. But yep. all of a sudden I <laughs> saw the Metallica 1 video, and then I remember seeing Slayer Seasons in the Abyss.
0: And you right. got all that existential angst and anger that's building up, even though you're young. You but you got the things going on at home. So well,
1: that's why that that's why I identified so much with that music, like that pissed off, aggressive sound, because that's how I felt from the divorce and being put in the uh, you know, the basically the isolation. Now, like my parents aren't together anymore. They're negative. I'm negative. I hear negative music, but like I I freaking love it, and I can't get enough of it.
0: it. Gives you some kind of release that you've been looking for. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then like um, I remember my dad taking me to see Ace Ventura, and I saw Cannibal Corpse, and like that's when I was like, I want to, I want to play an instrument.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's badass. Yeah, totally. hell yeah, dude. How old were you at that time?
1: So that uh, when I saw Ace Ventura, I think I was nine. So I was like, right around ten years old was was when I was finally able to. When did that come was, out? Ninety three. Ninety three, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so we're the, we're same, were age. At the same age. Same age. Yeah, I'm thirty eight. I'm are you 30, how, old are you,
3: how old are you, Kevin?
1: Thirty nine. I'll be forty in uh, June. Okay, yeah,
3: we're all right. Yeah, yeah, right same around the generation. generation. Yeah. Cool. Totally. No, that was big
1: for I'm me too. I'm excited about since we are the same age. We're going to be talking about stuff that we're all going to freaking just nerd out and geek over. I can't wait. <laughs> oh to yes, I can't about wait about either. To either. Doing, like, record stores being around and shit. I can oh god. Really yeah. talk about that please yep. please you said ninja it.
3: turtles right off the bat i was like dude i was dude, like obsessed like that was my like we should have been
0: friends for a long time dude <laughs> <I know. laughs> so far you're hitting so many uh so check many box. check boxes on the list for <laughs> super homies since childhood for me yeah yeah <laughs> all right so uh so beavis and butthead you mm-hmm. you you get exposed to that and like try and tell me about like the because i can't I can't think of the first time I ever watched Beavis and Butthead. Like, what the fuck is this? You know, yeah. that, that feel I, I I can't pinpoint it, but maybe somebody else could, who, you know, has a better memory than me.
1: I know back then that was just, uh, nothing was quite like that with, as far as like, uh, the, the, uh, animated violence and, you know, like some of the, some of the stuff that they used to get away with on that show, but like the music videos, you know, in between the, uh, the skits and things like that the metallica really stood out you know the heavy the heavy aggressive uh guitar tone uh obviously i remember when i saw slayer the ditto head video in 94 oh yeah oh my god that was the best shit ever totally <laughs> i remember my so uh, eventually i just i fell in love with the with the metal sound and uh i i was trying to find out where one came from that song and then it was injustice for all. And I remember going out uh, when Kmart was still around, I saw that cassette in the store and it was like, my mom wouldn't buy it. And then my sister's like, Oh, that's devil worship and music. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's just like, I mean, that was like basically what people thought back then. I mean, uh, right. Right.
0: Anything with an aggressive sound was yeah. obviously evil
1: and long hair, you know? And yeah, that kind of shit. But Right. I was able to convince her. I get that was my first ever metal uh, piece of music right there was the Injustice for All cassette. That became yeah. uh, like Ride the Lightning. They had that one. And then I found Master of Puppets and I just kind of kept going out, kill them all. I just started knocking all those out. But I, I did the
0: having, same like, thing, bro. I, I went backwards from Injustice for All. Injustice An yeah. for All was the first Metallica record I heard. And then it intrigued me enough to be like, oh, they got more before this.
1: Yeah and it's just like I yeah I couldn't get enough of it it was just such amazing stuff to listen to and get me through all that shit going on and then right you know the next the next layer was I couldn't play drums I lived in a uh, townhouse cuz ultimately I wanted to be a drummer I didn't want to be a guitar player but that was oh, like the okay. next. yeah so my dad ended up uh once they fight when they realized I was so into the music and that i wanted to pursue an instrument because even like before that i was a bmx uh flatland rider too okay yeah so i was uh yeah. i had like the gt for per- i had two gt performers and um back then we couldn't afford the more expensive bikes like the harrows and stuff uh yeah you know, like well rich kids had those ones so i never you know up until i got like older i, I eventually had a harrow for a little while but
0: i had a um, fucking huffy
1: <laughs> yeah everybody had a i, think I, I, had, a have, mo-
0: I had a mongoose
1: I had a mongoose. Uh, oh, whoa, fancy pants! Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But not well, if you, had a, if you I had, mean, had a mongoose before they turned into a department store bike. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they I, did, a I did. I did. It was
0: actually. I I cherished that bike, dude. I I don't think I loved any other bike more than my mongoose, dude. It was the perfect color. It just was comfortable. I could. I could. You know actually try shit on it you know yeah. it had the, back, the
1: back running when into had that. brakes and shit yeah like yeah, running
0: to, into that that where you, the, you got the city 360 spin on the handlebars and shit your yeah, system, system yep. yeah dude i was yeah. so stoked when i got one of those with pegs on front and rear uh, yep
1: yeah i used to bash the shit out of myself trying to learn some tricks but i got pretty good for a while and then you know, the my next thing that I wanted to do was guitar. So it's like, all right, now I have to trap myself in my room and learn how to get good at this. So um my dad took me to a music store, it was like a smaller music store. This was before a guitar center got put up in our area. Um, my dad bought me I wanted the guitar that looked a lot like Kirk Hammett's, uh you know strat that he was playing in the one video. Yep. I yeah. thought it was a fender the whole time, but it turned out it was I think it was an ESP or something or a hamer. Mm-hmm. Uh so, I ended up uh, getting this like Strat copy of it, this brand called Lady Luck. And uh, it was like a $200 guitar. It had like the pearl white, you know, with the white uh, pick guard on it. Pickard, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like triple single coil pickups. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: he got me a PV Triumph. That was one of the amps that was there. The was 60 watt thing was louder than. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had that amp too. And uh, ended up eventually getting a metal zone pedal and didn't know how to work like. Didn't know how they you're supposed to hook it up through the effects loop or it ends up like when you when you hit the when you step on it it sounds like the whole stadium's fucking cheering for you. <laughs> <laughs> you just get this wall of fucking noise.
3: <laughs> Stadium distortion. <is> fucking- <laughs> yeah.
0: So okay, I've been yeah. you this many times, but I I want to know like ages that this is happening, you know. So getting that guitar okay. and the pedal, what age were you at that time?
1: That was 10, so it was like, you know, oh, it took yeah. like a year to convince them that, you know, this is what I want to do, and, you know, I kind of, I want to get off, like, the bike, and I want to get in the guitar and stuff, Sad. so, yeah, 10 years old was when I first got the guitar, so I was in 94, because yeah, uh-huh. I remember, uh-huh. I, I remember being glued to the TV, because MTV, like, was, ho- like, showing Woodstock, and I was, like, waiting for Metallica to come out to see them, and they showed, like, a 20-second piece of them playing wherever I may Roll and that was all they played, I'm like, I was kind of wasted my time you guys were not even showing what i wanted to see
3: mm. yep i remember that it's like waiting for a video and they're like just play a clip of them." all all right that was mattel or just like like later on when mtv was slowly starting to go away from like music videos they would just yeah. start to do clips of music videos they're like all right well there's half of yeah, it yeah. i'm like what the fuck dude you can't do that know,
1: you, want, you <laughs> want to see it in its entirety yeah yeah that was brutal man yeah. So then the next stepping stone, as I got closer to like 12 years old, you know, I was starting to listen to more Slayer getting away from, I was still listening to Metallica, but Slayer was reeling me in a lot more. Like that was a lot darker, a lot meaner shit, you know,
0: Before you yeah. get rolling on that, I want to know what's going on in the bedroom from 10 to that age. Whoa, whoa. Just... <laughs> what? In the bedroom. want we In out. the bedroom, because you know, we're, <laughs> once, you guitar, once you get a guitar, once you get a guitar and, and stuff, you're infatuated by it, you're just uh, stay. Stuck I gotta get in the rewind bedroom. and then, yeah, rephrase that. <laughs> oh, so what's going on? No, <laughs> <laughs> no for real though. Like, uh, were you were you just trying to play by ear or? Yeah.
1: Were you, yeah? yeah, yeah. So uh, just. um my first Metallica book I bought the Master of Puppets book and I was trying to like I no one showed me how to hold a pick or anything. Maybe my dad might have showed me a little bit here and there because he's a bass player, but he plays fingers. But he you know he knows how to hold a freaking pick. But back then I was just a little shithead. I didn't know how to hold a pick and what angle you're supposed to you know yeah. uh, have your hand mm-hmm. like position on your whatever bridge you have this and that and uh, like how you're supposed to actually pick attack. I. I went off of what I saw in the uh, Metallica and the Slayer video. I mean, what do, what do they do to make the video look more intense? They're like this. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's what I got to do to play fast. So that's kind of how I learned. And, um, you know, still to this day, I still use a lot of a lot of tension when I play because, I mean, yeah. it's pretty hard to backpedal a 30-plus 30, 30 year uh, technique, technique, if you want to even call yeah. it that. But that's just that's just how I learned. I you know over time I got better where I could kind of mix the two together. But I mean that's what I saw and that's what I thought was the right way to do it. So that's just how I started to learn. And then um, I took like Derek Roddy's approach. You know, like I've always I look up to Derek Roddy so much to the way he approaches music uh, versus everybody else with technique, technique, technique. He just says you just gotta jump in and do it because no amount of playing slow will ever get you. That blast B territory or those high tempos. So, I just no matter how frustrated I got, no matter how many times I would just want to take, shit, look what I got here. My original Slayer <laughs> Damn. Freaking, uh, Seasons in the Abyss book that I got when I was like 10, 11 years old, right here. Are you gonna, uh,
3: Anthony, you're gonna, yeah. Anthony, you're gonna ask him if the pages are stuck together or what? No, I was just about to say,
0: <laughs> is, <J-O>? that, <laughs> is, that a, is that a front cover for a Playboy? <laughs> <laughs> that's no, well, that's,
1: that's, you go ahead The that really got me wet in here though was uh i'm just kidding
3: (laughs) (laughs) no i mean that was my album man that was that was i mean one thing actually going back to your picking and stuff i think one of one of the things the allures of watching your videos is that you have this like kind of blue color technique to your picking it's like you're using like the tension and like so much like like it's it's like hardcore fucking like strength picking it's not like i didn't find the little loose wrist thing to do or like you know like i'm just gonna fucking the the forearms are fucking flexing and you're like going (laughs) as hard as you can and i'm just like and that makes it kind of like adds an aggressiveness to your playing because like you're so fucking like you know what i mean that it kind of adds like this like like a like in the background like a growl is playing like being growled while you're playing kind of
2: like yeah has a
3: very cool style to it that's like i think that's part of the reason why obviously you know, you're playing fucking rad songs, and you're fucking super buff and stuff, but the way you're doing it, too, is, like, such an, like, you can tell that you're passionate, like, it's not, like, you're not just doing it to make videos, to get hits or something, like, this is what you love, you know?
1: Yeah, that's how I've always played, like, I, it's almost like, my dad and I were actually having this discussion earlier when I talked to him uh, on the phone, you know, because he lives, uh, like, four hours away, so uh, he, he retired and moved out of the city, you know, to get out in, the, like, the country, but uh, yeah, we, like, we, we always talk about music and everything, and He's like, man, I just, I don't see anybody quite like you. Like, there's there's only one you. That's the way you play. Like, you don't play like, like you're bored. Like, you don't want to be there. It's like, like, I told totally, him, like, literally, when I play this music, I want to jump out of my fucking skin. Like, I just, I'm so into it when I'm playing it.
3: Totally. No, that's yeah. awesome, man. That's, uh, so, I mean, on Seasons of the Abyss, that's, I mean, that one you said, Dittohead, man. I mean, for me, I kind of had a, I mean, you, you warped time warped for what i got to do i mean got to do what i ended up doing which was for me i went from like you know alternative rock and like classic rock and then i I took like those small steps of like okay now we'll do like uh i don't know bush now (laughs) it's like all right then we'll do like and then we're gonna go into this conversation probably for a little second but you got to skip this this is the reason why i'm bringing it up is that for me it wasn't like metallica slayer all that stuff like right up front it was you know, the I had to go through the whole new metal thing. I went through the corn, the angsty corn. Because I mean, for me, I probably didn't know why I was pissed. You know, I had the split up like you had, but I did, probably was like maybe secretly pissed about it. And I think the corn kind of brought up a kind of a passive aggressive kind of like anger. It wasn't just straight up just like balls to the wall like like aggression like Slayer ended up being. But then I ended up you know hitting Sepultura and then I went Slayer, Pantera. Like it just went like and then it just went D side and like and just from there just like. Totally snowballed yeah. from there. But um, so you totally skipped the whole new metal phase, is what I'm
1: getting at. Not necessarily. Um, I forgot to mention right in between Metallica and, and Slayer Wall, I was still listening to both of them, but um mm. Green Day was out there and making a big splash. So I started kind of mm. I mean Billy Joe, man, he he fucking picked hard and shit too. You know, I yeah, yeah. I, I don't oh, like oh, yeah. seeing the uh like you know hitting your strings like it freaking owes you money. Like I just I like that style dookie was the
0: first cd i ever owned myself
2: yeah
0: Yeah.
1: i enjoyed
2: mine
3: was uh mine was a offspring smash i actually just got that shirt recently but uh that same
1: same kind of do because we were exposed to we were always watching mtv and it was right there in our face
0: yeah exactly Um, you couldn't find music like you gotta keep them separated that song dude whenever it came on uh, mtv i would i would crank my tv up to maximum i would open up my windows and be like yeah neighbors i'm (laughs) rocking up you know
3: i I brought it up probably on the podcast before but there's a song called bad habit on there and then it uh, like it's it like has this kind of part where all the music stops and he goes like you stupid dumb shit goddamn motherfucker and then when i was a little kid like i would turn it all out and yeah. loud, like turn it down like <laughs> i remember one time we were at a friend's house and my friend like decided to churn- crank his stereo when that came in and just mom came in just took the cd he was like no
0: like it's done uh, not... <laughs> yeah there's
3: certain things like that that were really like it was like kind of hinting at kind of a metal-ish kind of pissed offness you know that i was i was yeah. attracted to but, um, so you're saying, so besides like just jumping right into Slayer Metallica, you had some, a little bit of a phase of in between.
1: Yeah. Cause it was, it was there, you know, it was coming out alongside the stuff I was already listening to. It was mm-hmm. popping up on MTV and you know, it, it had its, uh, it had its moving parts that I still enjoyed. Like, I mean, when I heard blind for the first time corn, I thought it was freaking sweet. It was different, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, like uh, $3 bill limp biscuit. I had that CD. I loved mm-hmm. that one. Uh, some of the other ones that come to mind, like, uh, the first two Deftones albums I liked. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just
0: like, were you into Slipknot?
1: Uh, later on I was, you know, when the, uh, when the self-titled came out, because it was like, I, I did start to go through, you know, like, uh, what Joel mentioned with the new metal stuff. Uh, I mean, I was playing, so not, so now we're going through like, so 94, that's when uh um, oh, yeah,
0: that's early. That's way before Slipknot.
1: Yeah, yeah. But when we got towards like 95, 96, actually it was no, it was ninety-four. That's when my dad, I I, I played for like a year, year and a half, or whatever, and then he uh he, it was time for me to get like my next level up guitar, which would turn out to be a Jackson um Think You Reverse 94 concept model. I got that. Mm-hmm. That was that guitar, that was when Guitar Center first open in my area and like back then guitar center was the shit man they had like all the usa jackson stuff that you could pull off the rack and play and um all the stuff made in japan like all the good shit was there for mm-hmm. you know a couple of years and then that stuff just kind of now you walk into guitar center and it's just like all it's all like the, know, shit the junk drawer i actually haven't I been think.
0: in one in years dude Is yeah, it changed that much huh
1: Oh yeah. oh yeah, I saw I saw the transition, like, you know, because I was going in there all the time as a kid. Right. Playing the stuff that I couldn't afford. And uh yeah, just uh just going through that whole phase and then you know, I played on that Jackson for a while, like trying to learn the slayer just as hard as I could, just no matter how many times I tried, just like, all right, stop, you know, pick it up again, you'll get it. And then eventually I was like getting these songs down and playing them and uh and yeah, the next like several years uh was listening, still listening to like sinister I got into sinister big time so like oh yeah that became like the period of time which I, which I want to get into with you guys is like when the record stores were around now my cousin and I are constantly buying like music and you know I get my allowance he get his allowance or whatever and uh he called me up on the you know the freaking landline dude I got this internal bleeding man you got to check this shit out Damn. so like I I I miss that so much too about going into a record store not knowing what to expect yeah. and and like just being blown away by it. Cause now it's just like, you can just go download shit. There's no excitement or yeah. thrill behind it anymore. Right. You know? Yep. There's no, like I agree, a, dude. And we've,
0: we've brought it up many a times, dude, but there is a, yeah. a really, there's the feeling of purchasing an album based on the artwork, the logo, the label, the song names, all that stuff. And then going home and popping it in, or getting in the car and driving home and popping it in, and it being a sick record. Yeah. Yeah. That feeling is, is just as exciting as pretty much anything that's happened well, in my you know life what
3: contributed to that feeling yeah. though is, is that getting like doing all that and then having the album suck you know they weren't all bangers oh yeah so and lovely. you run into that plenty but dude yeah. That, yeah. that's obviously like scratching a that, scratcher you're like oh nope
0: nope didn't win didn't win you know it's like i would i would waste so win, much you know? money i would waste so much money because i mean yeah. i'd obviously be flipping through the use section but you buy a used cd for six bucks you don't like it you go back to Amoeba, they're only going to give you a dollar for that thing. So you lost five bucks on that, you know, but that was the chance we were taking at that time, you know, and then you find an aborted engineering, the dead or a necrophages onset, the pure petrification and, and, and those things blow your mind in that moment. And you're like, I just, I just found a treasure chest that had treasure in it you know one of
1: my biggest one of my biggest excitements ever as far as like the death metal side goes like because in between there i was hanging out with one buddy his brother played guitar and he was kind of he was kind of getting into drums and stuff uh he showed me like him and his brother showed me sepultura napalm death um some of the fear factory stuff but um i started to like yeah i i absorbed that i i love the shit out of it still do to this day but
0: I hate to keep cutting you off, dude, but I'm so intrigued by this right now. I just want to ask uh, the cousin. So is the cousin on your mom or your dad's side? How did he discover or she discover metal? And how did you discover it together? All that stuff, dude.
1: So my cousin, um, so my mom was adopted. So um, that side of my family is not blood-related, technically. Mm -hmm. Um, But he... uh, I, I'm trying to remember how he got in a medal. I don't think I ever quite asked him that. but uh,
0: You, you it, just got to talking one day, and you were like, I'm into this. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm into this.
1: Well, he, yeah, he, just he told snowballed. me how much he loved uh, Cannibal Corpse, you know, seeing that in Ace Ventura. So he started trying to buy up all the Cannibal Corpse discography. At the time, there was, you know, a, a smaller handful because that was still like the Barnes era and then going into, you know, Corpse Grinder with Vile. I can remember, dude, when... uh. <laughs> Harmony House, you remember that store?
3: Mm-mm.
1: We didn't have them around here, I don't think.
3: Mm-mm.
2: Okay,
1: well, all right, they had one up here, like uh, this mall that I used to that I used to go to. I remember going into that store. <laughs> That's when I saw Cannibal Corpse Vial. like, and there was there was quite a few of them on I mean, the like the the um, out cap or whatever, you know, like the end cap. Yeah. They had Quite a copies there, and uh, it was the uncensored. They didn't have the censored copies, so it was like you know the full on. You no, know, here's here's my shit hanging out and all stitched <laughs> up and
2: yeah, uh, yeah
1: yeah. I remember like I lit up. You know, I'm a little freaking ten eleven year old <laughs> and my I, my high pitched voice, Cannibal Corpse Vile! and like my mom's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's no different than seeing like a new Ninja Turtles movie. Like, oh yeah,
1: yeah, that's
0: how it's a horror it.
3: film. Yeah, it's right, the same it, thing like, as a horror film.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so it was very hard to convince her, but um, I was able to convince her to get me that one, and I enjoyed the hell out of that one. But, like, the one that really was, like, the big game changer for me was when I went into that store again, because now it's like I'm going to that one, and I discovered a couple other record stores in the area. When I saw um, Suffocation Peers From Within, like, I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, the... Awesome logo, the cover, the, the song titles. Pierced um, from
0: within. I've never even thought, like, we've never even discussed that. Like, that's so brutal. That's to just think from, of being covered.
1: No, just the, being the pierced saying. from is, okay. within. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, that really became, like, to so still to this day, is, like, the main, like, bread and butter of my style, the way that I write and the way I approach, like, riffs. Because I just... That is the heaviest sound in the world. Like, like it just sounds like you're just getting punched in the fucking chest, man. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh man. I love yeah, that kind of like, tape, like I
3: love that you can tell the era from that album too. It's one thing I love. Like nowadays, things are so they're so uh just dialed in with tone and all this stuff. Like back then it was just those solid state like ampeg amps, like those ampegs mm-hmm. VH140Cs, just fucking had this like it brings you back like obviously it doesn't sound like a brand new album that's been recorded but the there's something it's like a our classic rock you know it's things that we want to talk about uh, when we got to experience it first and it's in its time and stuff and it's has this ultra aggressive kind of like i would say it's not refined at all that the tone's not like good tone to nowadays standards but in that album it's super warm dude it's like it like you just want to jump into
1: terrence's arms when I hear those nineties records and then you'll go even going into the 2000s, some of the stuff that's that's out there that's come and gone, like you just it's sound it doesn't sound like a fucking robot recorded the album. I just yeah. you know, sometimes those albums have their place they're enjoyable to listen to because like you know, like say you got a nice sound system in your car and like the double bass is pounding and shit. Like it has its it has its place in some some moments, but like, you know, for my money, the best bang for my buck is that stuff from the nineties where it sounds like a human being recorded and you can hear their intensity. You can hear the string noise in between that they actually played the shit. Right. Like, I, just, I enjoy that so much more.
0: And totally. totally. And, and, if, and when you know that when you have that in your mind and you hear them execute it perfectly during whatever measure that they're doing it, maybe a, the whole song, but I'm just saying the execution it's worth that much more when you listen to it, because when you hear, um, you know, Mike Smith or Terrence just nail a riff or a beat or whatever. And there was no editing whatsoever. You just have that much more, um, just, just happiness that there is somebody who can like execute this way. I, I yeah. That's not the, really the word I was looking for, but it's close to it where you just feel so excited that you're like, this is a human thing and looking at perfect it's-
1: they you could tell the that they're person. all at, at that point you know they were all getting together as a band and stuff and actually having to rehearse and like craft their their shit yeah. as a five piece four piece whatever we're now you know we're in that digital era like with the uh, social media where you can just send i can send stems to this person or that person they can record over what i do give it back to me and it just has a different feel to you it you could man.
0: totally not be prepared and still yeah. make it sound like you were you know
1: yeah yeah. Yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, they had to practice probably three or four times a week minimum, like mm-hmm. look each other in the eye, fucking feed the energy off each other, change change riffs because didn't feel right in person. And then um it's like we had uh, Luke from Gorgets on and just he said that he flew out and uh went and Suffo was like, Yeah, come out and hang out with us, blah blah, blah. and he saw a band practice of them and he was just like, What the fuck? <laughs> like I need to change my whole life around, like I need to level up, like seeing them as a unit just cohesive and like breathing unit, like a real like band practicing like that. He was like, they can fucking do
0: this shit live.
2: Doesn't that make (laughs) you feel good though?
0: Like, I mean, we're talking about one hero talking about our other heroes and yeah. Yeah. And, and, and witnessing that in person and, and feeling the pull to better themselves as artists, just from that experience. It, 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 I love, that aspect of at least, I, I mean, I'm sure that happens. Well, maybe in other art realms, there's too much ego involved to where you're not going to be influenced by some, you know, you could be an artist who's super just into yourself and go to another art uh, exhibit or gallery or whatever and see somebody else's shit. And even though it's sick, you could just be like, fuck that shit. Not my shit's better. Or you can go to that gallery and be like, Whoa, look at this guy's or this girl's technique. And, and and i i can't execute like that i need to go back to the the lab and work on my shit you know that is the the main thing about art that i love is that you could just be exposed to different art and realize you want to rework your whole situation back in your uh room your art room or whatever you know yeah yeah this childhood bedroom
1: just kidding um uh, <laughs> no, well, back to what back to what he was saying about that i mean like that's literally what i was doing for hours at a time each day i come home from school um oh you know, i i i wasn't doing very well in school you know like i didn't give a shit about homework i just wanted to pick up my guitar and learn mm-hmm. how to play like these fucking dudes man so um sometimes the homework was done sometimes it not so done whatever but i made sure that i was just spending hours just trying to learn how to do this shit, man. So like, yeah, a lot of times in that bedroom, just trying to do as much as I can to uh, get that job done, you know? Totally.
0: So while you're, you're jamming, you're, you're uh, honing your craft on the guitar, um, getting exposed to more extreme styles of music. I mean, cannibal is very extreme, but talk about your first, you know dive into the real underground shit you know what was what was something that you came across that you were like well i had no idea that this existed you know
1: that was when i discovered this other record store that just um was on a whole different level as far as how much music they actually carried because they actually did have a use section at this one and just finding like gem after gem like uh i remember some again like my cousin and i going back and forth he'd find an album. And then you know he'd hold the phone up to the uh, speaker and shit, and then back and forth. I would do that if I found something. He found. Where was uh, your
0: cousin located?
1: Organic infest. You guys remember them? Or what was it called? Organic infest. Uh uh-uh. Okay, that's that was one uh, hidden gem. Like I just remember, because we were always into like that poppy, like high pitched snare sound and shit. Yeah. So it had, yeah. Like, yeah. That kind of, like really loud percussive blast beat on it. Of. And then some of the other stuff that I actually personally found was, uh, you know, like, Sinister Hate. Like, that was the first Sinister I got. Uh, What was some of the other ones? Man, I bought a lot of shit back then when I was a kid. Broken Hope, Holes of Repungence. Yes. Yeah. That was heavy fucking shit, man.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was. So, I'm sorry, but where was this cousin living?
1: Uh, So, he lived, I don't know, maybe... 10 miles away from where I was 15 miles away. Oh okay. So, yeah, it, so would you guys cool get together
0: fun. and jam out the music Yeah, you yeah, like we did just like
1: I go spend the night at his house and we just listen to music all freaking weekend and then like he he come to my, you know, my house and you know we'd be listening Thank to me. You. Yeah, we were kind of riding bikes a little bit too, you know, like he uh he was kind of riding, maybe not to the level I was cuz I was I was trying some daring flatland shit, you know, like whether I fell or not I didn't really care. So I was just trying to get yeah. good at that too it's just like whenever i do- dove into a hobby or something i was into it was like i couldn't do it just good i had to be great at it it was like right. That's just how i absorbed it I, it was like i had to be like all in with it but yeah eventually over time like man i remember getting stitches and you know like in my the front of my uh like shin and stuff i still got the scars to this day in the front of you know in front of my shin but uh that was kind of like the turning point I'm like well if i keep beating myself up like this i am end up know, messing up a limb where I can't play guitar or so, something might happen. So I'm like, I'll, I'll I'll pick something safer. I'll just stick with my guitar.
2: There you, know? you go.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I kind of hung up the bike riding, and then it was just uh, just music, 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 and just over time, just accumulating more stuff, and us going back and forth. And I discovered uh, we had a local radio station at this uh, high school every Friday from like seven o'clock to nine o'clock. They would play uh, just nothing but death metal. I discovered um, Vader. Uh, I remember calling in as a kid to see if they played Gorguts. They didn't have any of that. Uh, Malevolent Creation, uh, Demolition Hammer, just, the, yeah, the list goes on. Just a lot of really, really good bands that I just started learning about. And I remember, uh, especially Vader, uh, what was that song called? Uh, Silent Empire. I heard that for the first time they played that mm-hmm. in 95. and mm-hmm. uh, And I remember going to that record store, and I didn't even – This was like the coolest moment ever that I can remember when I got that CD, you know. Oh, here's that cool-ass Vader logo. Here's the CD. And um, I picked that CD up. It was uh, Deep Profundus. Yeah. Go home, and the very first song on that CD is Silent Empire. And, like, my face just lit up. I was so fucking (laughs) excited. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. God, I miss those days, dude. I really do, man. It's just not that anymore cuz you yeah. go to,
0: you you would be like all right we're going to the record store today here's my list of things that i'm going to look for and you had that on your list and you found yeah. it going there and and oh shit it's here that's such a good feeling
1: dude yeah and i didn't even know that they didn't even say what the song was cuz uh, i was listening for it they ended up playing the song but they didn't tell you who it was it's like cuz they played a few songs after that and whoever was dj and didn't tell me you know didn't say who it was so like you know shortly after i heard that song is when the next time i got my allowance money that cd was there and then that's why i got so excited because it's like i didn't know i did not know who that was and then all of a sudden i hear him in my room and i'm fucking freaking out
3: that's awesome right. man that's yeah. a, vader's like a, one of those unsung bands because they've been around since the fucking 80s and a lot of people yeah, don't eight, like seven, eight, yeah six. yeah something like that i remember touring with them and didn't I mean, I obviously knew like the the stuff that I knew, like the more popular popular like Vader stuff. I knew that, but I had no idea. I'm um, talking to uh, fuck, I forget his goddamn name, but the singer, and um, Peter? yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, Peter, and like because he said. Sound- he always cracks me up because he sounds like uh i was joking with him he just sounds like the sean connery of death metal i was like this one is uh black <laughs> to the blind yeah. like, you know he always sounded like had this like sean connery thing on. <laughs> Yeah, but um <laughs> yeah yeah and like i didn't really realize i forget i think it might have been him or someone else one of their texts or something told me like dude they're like one of the first death metal bands like they're up there yeah. like one of the earlier death i was like like they gave me an album from like the 80s i was like what the fuck like I had no yeah. idea they kind of fly under the radar, but props to Vader. Well,
0: yeah, they fly under the radar maybe over here because I mean they're out of, you know, the United States. Yeah, Poland. They're, they're, they're Polish, ha- yeah. Poland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that I mean, Decapitated was super influenced by them too. That's that got was to see like the tour that I was on was Vogue from Decapitated playing guitar. Dude, them. um, yeah. Uh, yeah, imagine, yeah, being Decapitated and uh, the young Decapitated watching Vader. And they're like, oh, dude, I want to that. that. was their Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, exactly. Right,
3: yeah. Dude. Totally. No, that's awesome, man. No, so, um, I mean, so with those old school albums, um, so Vader, did you really get, like, I had a question, but I started staring at something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <come> no, <laughs> that's fine. We can just keep moving on the timeline, bro. All right. Yeah, let's so timeline it. <laughs> hitting, hit, getting into that more underground realm like what age are you at where you really are like fully okay i'm engulfed in underground music
1: 13 14 years old now i got uh now we're starting to get towards like when gallery of suicide cannibal corpse came out and pat joins the picture and the technicality just goes up to like, oh, yeah. 11, number 11 so now i'm getting really really into that like the just the finger spaghetti just awesome shit uh so with them and, you know, obviously suffocation still blowing me away and, uh, you know, some of the other stuff I picked up along the way too, like, uh, you know, my cousin getting that Internal Bleeding CD and, you know, some of the other albums that kind of came and gone like Sinister and stuff. And uh, I remember I I didn't want my dad to know that I was listening to this music because I remember, it, like, whenever, like, a death metal video would pop up on Beavis and Butthead if we were watching that together, he just, he had no nice things to say about it. So I'm like, yeah. man, I... It's like, I don't want my dad to know I'm listening to this because, like, my mom knew, you know, because I lived with her and my sister, but like, my dad had no idea. But so I always kind of kept that swept under the rug, you know, like when you come to pick me up, I made sure I shut the music off and shit.
0: Which kind of made it probably a little exciting at
1: the same time, too, you know? Yeah, Yeah, being a little evil bastard when he's not watching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: But that was cool. I I, um, I ended up getting so good at developing, like, an ear for other people's music because I would just – I wanted so bad to learn these songs off of Vile and Gallery of Suicide. At that point, when I was 13, 14, with my, you know, my Red Jackson, uh, you know, Dinky Reverse, I remember you know, just always hitting the rewind button, you know, on the CD and just, like, trying to learn every riff note for note. And I eventually – I got all of Vile and all of Gallery of Suicide front to back. I figured them all out pretty damn close, too. My batting average – was pretty freaking high like i i got the notes pretty damn close uh, yeah so it's like it's teaching me like basically how to do these thirds and like these big stretches the trills and everything you know like cannibal corpse is making me a better player and uh and then all of a sudden you know 97 rolls around so now we're right there i'm like 13 14 we go back to that guitar center and like now now it's been about a year guitar center was like no longer had all those nice Jacksons and all the other stuff that was higher end that was probably getting scratched as shit by customers and stuff. So they no longer really carried that anymore. And uh, I remember going in there the one time and there was a, right at the top, uh, right at the top of the rack, man, at the end there was a, uh, a USA Jackson, Randy Rhodes, one, the black one, the one that Pat, like there was a picture with him. It was, I remember I had an issue of metal maniacs and, mm-hmm. you know, Pat and Jack are holding their guitars. Jack had his Brian Moore, and Pat was holding the uh Jackson, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Pat's guitar, that's what he plays. Yeah, you know? and, um the guy was like wheeling over towards it, like he had that big ladder and stuff, and uh there was a price tag on that guitar for $9.99. I'm like, and I as a kid I knew the prices of everything because all I gave a shit about back then were those Jackson models. I didn't want to play anything else, I just fell in love with those super fast shredder kind of necks, and i mm-hmm. i love the logo the pointy headstock all that kind of stuff and um so the guy walks over and um i'm like i noticed that jackson up there has got that price tag i'm like is that is that a you know mistake and he's like no actually i got another one i'm, I'm about to hang on it he pulls out a fucking tag it's 4.99 oh, i'm like shit. you going to be kidding me dude and he's like yeah apparently they're discontinuing this model i'm like
3: oh it's okay. the same same model it's not like a mexican or a indonesian no, or- it's-
1: it's the full on nice. USA mint condition, dude. Oh, shit. So he, I'm like, well, can I, you know, can I play it? He's like, yeah, I'll bring it down for you. I played, and like, my dad hadn't seen me playing a while, you know, because we were, I think we were, we were fishing a lot or we were doing something else, and he didn't really have a chance. We weren't really going to Guitar Center yet, but behind the scenes, I'm playing all this cra- crazy, fast, aggressive music. So he didn't have a chance to see what my chops were. Um, so in the store, I'm playing like everything I know off a gallery, off a vial. Um, know some of the stuff off of the bleeding just i'm just going through all this stuff and um i think like over an hour went by and i just my dad's like just like you know he's got that look on his face you know but he's still kind of shopping he's just letting me rip and stuff and eventually he came over he's like all right god we got to go and i'm like i've i was like so like heartbroken that i had to hand the guitar back to the guy and you know like as as he's taking it away from me and we're walking out the store i'm like
2: <laughs> like yeah.
1: i don't want to take my eyes off that thing and uh He's like, yeah, one day, you know, Kev, maybe you'll you'll have enough to uh, afford something like that. So um, I think like a week or two go by before my dad came to pick me up again. And uh, he picks me up and I go outside like usual. I give him a hug and um, I go to sit in the passenger seat. And he's like, hey, before we leave, I got something to show you. And uh, then uh, got it. he bought that fucking guitar for me. Fuck yeah. That's huge.
3: That's yeah. huge. Yeah
1: the big ass case that takes up the whole back seat, you know? And I just, man, I, I fell in love. I was like, I was just so blown away by that. It's almost like I earned that guitar.
3: Yeah. No, that's, that's fuck, man. We have so many similar stories. I mean, same thing with me. my I had the, I was in the, the fear factory seven string stage when I got out of my, my, my strat, like cheap strat and stuff. And my dad was a musician. So he would like, Oh, let's go to like, New Mexico where he moved to it's this place called grandma's music and i remember like they had the guitar that i want just on a fucking like it was like a fucking wayne's world moment like we're it was sitting there with like the spotlights on it yeah and, like, yeah it was, like up just like i was like uh, and oh, it was like like holding it and then same thing i went into the a room with like an amp in it and I, I played all of gutted by cannibal course i played all, like the whole yeah. song all the way through because I, I knew that song all the way through i knew a bunch of cannibal stuff all the way through but I just played that, and my dad's and there's like there's like kids like starting a group around me and watch and my dad's like, Oh shit. Well uh so here's the deal. Like you can get a job for the summer and then get that guitar, like work for work for the summer, and then you could like work your way and make you know, five dollars an hour or something like working like I still have scars on my hand from that job. It was a uh, working in a solar plant factory, like like fucking sanding like metal parts when I'm like fucking like thirteen or fourteen, just like fucking nailing my fucking hand on the belt sander and shit but um like literally went there and i was you know i was like 400 dollars short still you know i was still very short of getting it and then my dad just and i'm sitting there just like oh well you know i'm give, giving up already i'm like yeah you know like it's a game. it's yeah i'm just like it's fuck it's what i want though it's like the it's the one I i literally used to short story long I fucking used to, when I was a kid, my, my dad ended up moving away, but he will you know, it was a long story, but he wanted me to go with them. I wanted to stay in Santa Cruz because it's the beaches. And he, he went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, which was like, not the beaches. It was a very not, it's very high crime, weird area. So I was like, no, nah, I want to stay here with all my friends I've grown up with. So, um, basically I just, I had to take two city buses every day after school. So I'd take a city bus from high school to Santa Cruz take another city bus there up to Scott's Valley then take a taxi home every day to get home. So it was like, I would leave school at two 40 and get home at like seven, seven PM, something like that. But I had one, like I was an Ibanez guy. had the one Ibanez catalog. And I, that's the only thing I read. And I would just look at that the whole fucking drive with my little Walkman, you know, I'd sit there with my Walkman and just, s- just slobber on the same pictures I saw every day for hours, you know? So this guitar was held up in such high regard like, and then I saw it in person and I was like, I will do whatever it takes to get that thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, when well, my dad was like, you know what, you know, I had a short money on, you know, when we went and saw it, he's like, you know what, let's fucking do it. Let's do it. I was like, shut the fuck. It was like fucking, I still never, like same with you. I like, n- I'm never going to forget that moment where he was like, you know what, let's fucking, I got, I got some extra money. Let's do it. You know, like I can get you.
1: And I was Just like, totally, yeah, flip the script on you. You did not see that coming
3: no and i understood he was like you know he was like work for what you got well he was never like giving me shit he wasn't like like handouts and stuff he was like fucking work for it and you might get it you know so when he actually was like yeah i'll pay i'll cover that four or five hundred bucks extra i was like what the fuck like my whole world changed that was like my fucking like fucking trophy that i had everywhere that i would just be like and it made me want to play more and more and more and more and more and it really influenced me to keep going
1: I think what, what happened at that, you know, at that time with your, with him is, uh, seeing how passionate you were that you weren't going to give up and you were really like, you were just all about the grind, whatever it took to get that money, you know, accumulated to get that. And like, totally. yeah, he, just, he told yeah, he, and, you know, obviously that really impressed him. So that just made him just want to, you know, get it for you early. That's really cool, man. Same with
3: your that. dad. I mean, he probably saw you playing and was just like, oh fuck, this guy is really putting in time and like, yeah starting to really fucking come along as a guitar player this is something he loves i can see he loves this
0: so being a parent dude i i um i know that if i were to see any of my kids like above average in um interested in anything doesn't matter if it's music sports art whatever reading whatever it, it as a parent, when you see your child naturally be attracted to something, we naturally want to just push that, push that kid in that direction because it, it's something that they have the best chance at, at uh, really getting their hooks or letting it get their hooks in them because they had that first step of them naturally being attracted to it. You can't push your kid into anything, dude. Yeah. You really can't. It, everybody knows any, uh, you look back on how your parents treated you in your uh, childhood. Most of the time, anytime they pushed you in a direction you wanted to, you know, do the opposite. So if you let your kid just naturally fall into something, just do your thing to just, like, help that along and, and but let it happen as naturally as possible, then they'll fall in love with it, you know? Really, yeah, truly thanks.
3: fall in love with it. Unless your dad's like LeBron James and you see him, like, anywhere he walks. He's More even, like, like, yeah, Michael Jackson, <laughs> where you just
0: beat <laughs> your kid into fucking being the biggest pop star.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the other side of the spectrum. But, no, it's totally true. I mean, me and Kevin's story, like, I fucking resonated with me really a lot because that's the same... The same thing the same the the same pictures in my head still of like just like you did when you saw that guitar and you saw like i got one for fucking for like actually attainable price and you're like yes. ah like and your dad's like yeah you gotta your dad's probably like you know he's, he's one step ahead of you just going like oh okay cool yeah, right. thinking, well, I'm a, mm-hmm. that thing
1: really too grand like he says it is
3: <laughs> yeah yeah he's like this is a fucking deal it's a quarter off or three quarters off let's fucking do this <laughs> and yeah you might be as a
0: dad making an investment that might just fall flat you know it happens but you got to find that that moment where you're like okay i see the ch- my child i love this child more than anything and they've found this thing i want to at least let them see it through before well, they first, make like their like, own look- decision
3: kevin was saying it's like the first one you have the like hints that they might be interested you get them that strat pack in the box or something like the right old, right, like, right it's got
0: the fucking the, the 10 amp, 15 watt amp The
3: fucking, yeah, yeah yeah like the action's all fucked up but they're just like yeah, whatever. Yeah. do you really like do you really want this like do you want to try and do this do it and like my first guitar that i had one of those too, those those squire strat packages remember those mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. like and I like literally like learned a Deftones riff and just like put it in my closet for like two years. <laughs> and then um I started like actually trying to play it again. And then once that the fucking click happened, I was like, this is my everything now. This is all I want now. Like I'm right. you know, I spend thousands of dollars on guitars now. I'm like, fuck, this is this is an addiction, this is a drug now. <laughs> this is how much
1: you know that could be that can be detrimental too, obviously, is if you if you if you buy a Somebody like something that's like bottom of the barrel instrument, you know, obviously you don't spend, you know, like a substantial amount on getting, getting the kid a guitar or something, but definitely don't get them something that's, you know, a complete pile of shit either, because you know what you do, that guitar won't set up properly. It's not going to sound good. Therefore, you're not going to sound good, even when you're just learning and stuff. And that could be shooting yourself in the foot. So it's like, I always say, because there's still there's still good guitars to be, to be purchased out there in the used market, even though everything's inflated as shit, there's still some stuff that slips through the cracks. It's just uh, knowing what to look for. Like uh, my buddy, um, my buddy Dennis just got back cause he's been seeing how much I've been posting stuff. He's like, dude, you just made me want to really get back into guitar, man. I miss it. Cause I had his amp for a while and I'm like, well, I'm like my, he's like, he's like, what would you recommend? I want to get a Jackson. I said, well, if I were in your position, I would try to find you know one that was made in Japan from the '90s because that was like the golden era. I said I'll I'll be on the hunt for you. Your amp, don't worry about it. Put the money into the guitar. I got your amp for you. I'll give it back to you. I got other shit to you know keep me keep me happy kind of thing. So uh, I came across it was one of the um, they only did these for one or two years. They did those um, Jackson. So they did the soloist, the SL4 the King V four. And I think they did one other one, but um, I found the soloist four and I sent him the link. He's like, man, that thing's really nice. You know? And then uh, I said, it's either that one or this performer series, which they started, uh, Jackson started to kind of crap out on the hardware. You know, Mm -hmm. like when they started kind of getting into those models, I said, if I were you, I would get this one right here. No questions asked. It's with the case, the price, you won't see these prices anymore. And he's like, well, I'll make the guy offer. I'll see if he'll come down a little more because it has been listed for a while. How it slipped by me, I, I have no idea because it's like when I saw it, I'm like, uh, if he doesn't buy it, man, I might buy it. You know, yeah. Not that he needs another fucking guitar, but um,
2: <laughs> but I
1: just, like it's like, dude, like this one right here, man, I'm telling you. So he ended up, uh, he offered the guy like, I think 675 and he went for it or 750, whatever it was. So he got that guitar with the case and like I set it up for him. Yeah, it was it was played pretty heavy, you know, the frets were wore down a bit, but there's still a little bit of life in it. And it like, you know, most of the uh, the frets on, like, the, um, the, you know, the treble side were worn out. So the guy I could tell he was, like, you know, a shredder. So I'm like, well, there's still a little life for what, you, uh, what you're going to do, you know, because you're just like me, a riff guy or whatever. So I'm like, I'll get this action as low as I can, but, you know, it's going to be a little challenging because, you know, obviously when the frets start getting closer to that fretboard, you're going to run into buzzing issues, you can only get it so low. But anyway, I ended up um, – I filed some of the frets down and I set it up for him and he's just been in heaven, you know, playing that again. And that shit just makes me happy. You know, like people get influenced and, uh, you know, want to pick up their instrument or like pick up weightlifting and stuff because of what they see, what, you know, what I do and shit. It's just like, man, you never know who's out there watching your stuff. It's really, really humbling. This might
0: be a dumb question, but can you re fret a guitar? I mean, that's, you can, but it would probably, might as well for a big someone
3: starting out, it's gotta be a guitar that you really are into if you want to start doing shit like that. But uh, for like a new a guitar that you're buying yeah. just to kind of start to get into it again, it's not really worth doing. Um, I know that actually Kevin to, to bring it back, what you just said, like we've, we posted, you know, your, your flyer and stuff. And, and I've w- read some of the comments on your page and man, it's crazy. Like you coming from where you come from, how much ma- you've probably influenced tons of people to start playing guitar, to get back into guitar, Stuff like that, like uh, just through your videos. Like, how does that feel for you being coming from where you come from and influencing people to either pick it up for the first fucking time or to to like get back into it?
1: Like I don't even have like I mean a lot of times I'm just like speechless when I read some of the stuff that I read. Like I, I can remember one person, uh you know, this wasn't music related, but like when I was posting more uh gym related stuff, you know, because uh, you know, back then I was just like YouTube was different. You could kind of just post anything. There wasn't really an algorithm or like a target audience it was just whatever you wanted to post to the world you know that's what it was there yeah. for so you know i was kind of mixing up everything because you know i wasn't really using it for the you know the purposes i do now where i got a niche and i stick with it uh so it's like i was posting a lot of bodybuilding stuff and i remember reading a message some guy got so inspired by it he, he lost like 180 pounds of fat or something and Whoa. totally transformed his life became like uh he got really big in uh. You know being a personal trainer and helping other people it's just like those stories man it's just like Dude. you know my stupid ass just somebody that you're never going to meet like i ended up uh, <laughs> like having that much of, of an impact on something somebody that i'm probably never going to meet in person. it's just yeah I just, I, when, like, we, I,
0: when we were going to get into your lifestyle and 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 posting it you know on the internet for everybody to see i want I, that that actually is something that i wanted to touch on which is um, yeah, how many different people, because we're talking about being influenced on guitar, picking up the guitar, continuing mm-hmm. on guitar and all that stuff. But there is this whole other realm of it where, and I actually think this is really cool because it's taking two different communities. You're taking two different mm-hmm. completely opposite communities and you're, you're kind of forcing them together yeah. in your channel. You know, and
1: I, I, it still baffles me how they are two opposite things because, like, weightlifting and and uh, listening to aggressive music is like it's like the perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. How in the fuck do you not listen to music <laughs> and like this kind of music and not want to go just destroy everything in the right. gym? First, so when you, I'm when not you gonna listen to life Hotel
0: life. California while I'm lifting me- weights, dude. I'm gonna be fucking. Right. Bumping yeah, in, you know you're getting yeah, fucking
1: like. How are you not a metal head Like, how are you not into this shit?
0: Yeah,
3: that is yeah. very true. I mean, there's probably a lot of people in the gym that fucking they're listening to you know whatever popular music they're listening to, but I feel like a lot of them should be listening to metal. I'm
0: just gonna play Devil's Advocate and say whatever makes you have yeah. an adrenaline yeah. rush. It doesn't matter what if it's aggressive. You to listen to what gonna... I want you to listen to, dude. There is a person right now who is living that literally gets fucking amped off Phantom of the Opera while they're at the gym. Dude.
3: <laughs> it's true. That's probably, there uh, it, that's probably happening.
0: There, it 100% has to listen to the fucking Phantom of the Opera main theme or whatever <laughs> to fucking hit his fucking max reps for the week, you know, or her, sorry. And, and that is just what it is. Whatever gets your fucking, what gives you the goosebumps, whatever gets your fucking yeah. blood flown, it doesn't matter what it gives is. It extra
1: energy to push harder. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, if you so get that extra. Actually... like I have a soft spot for 80s music, 80s pop music and shit. Like I had a, mm-hmm. when, I was, when I was a kid, I had a crush on Taylor Dane. Like if that, if you guys know who that is. what uh, is it a, is is remind it a me, band?
0: that sounds familiar. Taylor Dane, what, it, what was it?
1: She had that big hit, tell it to my heart. Tell oh, me yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Looking it up right now. Yeah. So it was like, I remember seeing her in those music videos. Watch like, oh, oh
0: picture real quick, Joe. Come on.
1: But that music, like when I hear 80s music, it reminds me of like when my dad, when I was four years old, watching him uh, restore um, muscle car, like a the 70 Dodge Challenger RT. He yep. did that as a favor to, uh, um, there was a friend of the family that ended up passing away. Or oh, whatever. yeah. I remember, I remember her. I remember yeah. so, uh, so this guy ended up passing away, but that was like his project car. Like when he was 18, he, uh, he wanted to ultimately restore this challenger. And he had like a vision of what it, what he wanted it to look like. He had it all written down and everything. And he ended up getting into a fatal car accident with some
2: mm. friends
1: over drinking yeah. and shit. They ended up all dying in the car. So my dad ended up taking on the project because my dad, you know, was always good with cars and he could, he did everything from the ground up. That was you know, I never touched on that. So when I was four years old, you know, making those trips out to like when we were in our first house that I remember before we moved to the, you know, like where my parents got divorced, always walk into that garage and see no matter how tired my dad was from his day job or what time he had on the weekend, he was always in that garage, just, just freaking going. What, what was his day
3: job?
1: He worked in a, he worked in a shop. I think it was one of the, you know, automation factories. He's been through several of those jobs. So, okay. uh, yeah, you know, like shit for automobiles and stuff. Because yeah.
3: my dad, just like all the connections with me and you, my dad was a mechanic too. My dad was doing all the car shit. But my yeah, dad would come home yeah. from work and just be like, fuck cars. <laughs> you know? You'd have to work 12 hours a day on a car. But your, work dad, work. your
0: yeah. dad was working when, like, the car industry was hot in Detroit.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so this is like back in the, you know, like mid to late 80s we're getting into. Yeah, we're starting to get mm-hmm. towards the late 80s. And I just... That's that's where my um my inspiration to always be a hard worker and just bust my ass like I can't sit freaking still kind of thing. Yeah. It all came from watching my dad like build this car from the ground up by himself and shit. He did everything, mm-hmm. and it, uh, I was just so moved by that.
0: Hell
3: yeah, totally,
1: no, definitely. But yeah, like it's the not- fast forward to what we were talking about with uh yeah that whole thing. Like my soft spot is for that eighties music because it reminds me of that time period when my parents were still together, happiness and. My Nostalgia
0: is a very powerful thing, it's, dude.
1: It's nostalgic, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a. It's that, very that powerful. Is, I I think that um, your all of our senses are um, tethered to our most powerful memories. You know, so a smell or a sound will take us right back to a certain yep. thing. Everybody has that where you're just sitting there and you're like, wait. How the fuck did I just start thinking about that? I haven't thought about it in years, but for some reason, it just fucking popped right in my head. What is it that had to have been a visual uh, a a scent or or something in your hearing that just triggers some weird thing in your memory? And you're like, oh, shit, I still have that file. In my yeah. memory bank,
3: you know? I mean like what, what Kevin's talking about, exactly what you just said. It's uh like there's bands I love that you would never expect. Like I love like like music that was going on in the household back in the day, like like Tears for Fears, Depeche Mode, like all these like old bands that I'm just like have I just know I love it, and I don't know like I can't explain it more than that's it's basically just from nostalgia. And it brings me like goosebumps and all this shit. Like it comes Ex- all from
0: Ex girlfriends haunt me all the fucking <laughs> yeah. time at work because I get into other be- people's cars, and oh, the smell yeah. of their car will take me back to the ex girlfriend's car or even the ex girlfriend's house. I'm like, I'm smelling something. I'm sitting in her living room twenty years ago. Yeah, like what the funny <laughs> that? Fuck is we're that dude?
1: Yeah, we're just we're creatures of uh, habit, you know. It's like, uh, Joel, what I was going to say too a while ago, but it, I don't know how we ended up here about smell, but we did. <laughs> I was thinking about this the whole freaking time I did this when I was younger. So I had the Jackson and the Ibanez catalogs and you would I smell would them. all the paper. Cause you it, yeah. it remind me of being around those guitars. Yeah, yeah no. I, totally I would just would that right. too. <laughs> And then when you walk
3: into an, a music store and stuff, there was a smell in there and then you're like. Instantly, like, oh shit! This is where the f- the goods are. You know, like, <laughs> like well, this is the place where I want the things. Like, this is where I want the things. You know, <laughs> and I still even like I we have a San Jose one uh, guitar center, and randomly they'll just have like some sick guitars there. So I, whenever I'm in town, I'm just like I'm stopping by there just to make sure because there might be a chance that there might be like the guitar I've been, like I use someone like going through a divorce, no idea what's going on, like a fucking guitar that I want's up there. So I always stop yeah. by. And when I walk in, still, even to this day, and I worked at Guitar Center for a year, by the way, so I know the the whole situation there, and it kind of, like, brings back, I mean, fun memories, but, like, not getting paid anything memories. Yeah. But, because, um, like, that man, working there was tough. You had to be a fucking killer, like, as far as, like, sales, or you were making minimum wage. And, uh, like, as far as that smell when you walk in there still just brings back, like, so many memories from when I was a kid walking into music stores to when I worked there to, like... Like all that stuff just still just comes right back up when I walk in. And it's almost, it's all, like, I don't, I know that there's nothing probably I'm going to really love there when I go there pretty much every time. I know it's not going to be a thing, but just the experience of walking through it is kind of like, it's like, it's walking through an old place you used to walk through when you were a kid or something where you're just kind of getting a nostalgic feeling and just, just to be That's, there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what you're there for. You're you're there to like you'll go. You get to go back and revisit that timeline and your like, uh, you know those times in the past from that based on that smell. Like the acoustic room used to always do that to me too. Oh, yep yep yep, yeah yeah. No,
3: that all the different woods and stuff like that, and even I, I do even things when I'm like, I'm having kind of a weird week. Like I'll walk through like, like places and like even places of business where I just walk through and just like feel nostalgia like it's like a Mm -hmm. this little it gives me a little rush or like thinking about times back in the day like if i'm having like a really kind of depressed maybe week or something i'll just be like i'm gonna walk on sunday i'm gonna go walk through the fucking the old mall that's about to get destroyed when i was a kid i used to it's like half like there's like one tenth of the stores there still it's like this like graveyard of old retail establishments and i'll just walk through it because there's the the fountain still there there's still the Mm -hmm, things there that mm -hmm, like i still mm -hmm. remember and i'm like I I get like a sense of comfort from it. It's a really weird thing.
1: No, yeah, you know, it's not weird. Kind really, of creepy at all. walking through like malls that are that like vacant and they are just like dead, you know? Yep.
3: No.
2: Yeah. I
1: know. Something about a like I ain't afraid of much, but abandoned buildings freak me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see
3: that. You just yeah. there's a there's a there's an element of chaos there. Like you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Element of chaos there. and failure. Like <laughs> failure. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's not here, and they used to be.
1: Yeah. And it used to be a happening place with thousands of people walking, totally. through, hundreds of thousands, whatever, you know, at that at that period when it was booming. And then all of a sudden now, like, there's a channel I, I watch on YouTube from time to time, uh, this Dan Bell guy. He goes through, like, old abandoned malls and stuff. I remember he went through that, uh, was it uh, Twin Acres, I think it was called, in Ohio? Mm, okay. And, uh, before they bulldozed it. I remember he went in there, like, just... This is the shit that he was coming across, and they're like, I, don't, I can't believe he had the balls to go in, and then the, like, uh, the canine units and shit showed up. Like, I'm like, holy shit, man! <laughs> like, freaky, man, seeing that. You hear the frogs like underneath the escalator and the standing water, you know, making noise. I'm like, dude, I don't know if I watch this anymore. It's freaking me the fuck out.
0: Yeah, well, freaks. It's reminding you that Mother Nature will take over as soon as we're gone. Yes. yes. You know. That's it's just really like a haunted
3: feeling too. It's like a haunted house feeling a little bit. Like you don't know. Like I know. Like you know, Liberty who's a big fan of the show. And shout out Liberty. Like there's people that I know, like her, that they they fucking travel to go through abandoned places. They like they find them on the internet and they travel there and they all of a sudden Liberty will post like twenty pictures of her in this like crazy like old government building that's just weeds all around it and like yep. it's complete and she'll find papers in there that are like. Still like government or just stuff like that. And I'm like, that's oh, actually her old recording studio shit. She's done that before. And I'm like, damn, it's kind of interesting, but I don't want to go. Uh,
0: no, that's good. That's great that you brought that up because that totally is the opposite of what he just said. She goes into those situations where she things brush. Yeah, she wants, run to find, she wants to <laughs> yeah. find the areas of human, like, signs she of wants life to find the, the, the areas that have yeah. evidence of human uh, interaction but humans are no longer there you know yep. yeah and yeah, totally. and it, she actually does portray that quite well on her instagram shout out Pit shark 666 our uh, number one female fan we have uh, one okay. percent female fans, so it's probably No. <laughs> <fan. laughs> nah, Liberty's the shit, sh- and she'll fuck you up in a pit, dude. I like sw- I watched her in action, dude. I'm like, I'm glad I'm over here. I'm not. Yeah, she's small, little <laughs> tiny. She's like muscular and small, but like she'll just come out
3: with like a split open head and like a piece of a tooth missing, and like. Just like blood all over her shirt. So, like, Fuck it, that was the sickest fucking thing ever. And the, oh, she's like,
0: you should be so stoked
3: on it. Yeah. But that's almost like what we're talking about, like, she's like seeking the weird chaos of like going to a place that like you look at the building. And I do the thing where I look at the building, I look at like random complexes that look kind of shitty, like apartment complexes. And I'm like, I'll think things like, I wonder how many people were murdered there. <laughs> i know you can't help but have that thought cross your mind for sure exactly just like i wonder like what all the fuck, what kind of like what's the gnarliest fucked up thing that's happened there and just like <laughs> all right it's a green light all right let's go like, just like, <laughs> then, it's just like a quick little
0: like thought i have yeah, you know yeah uh, and then they'll move on to be like ah oh, bills
1: <laughs> you're thinking about how many deaths maybe took place in there like you kind of space out for a minute and all of a sudden somebody beeps the horn and you fucking jump yeah yeah you're like oh shit. you're like
3: in this like weird like fucking fantasy like yeah and of like yeah yeah but i definitely can see for me I'm, I'm kind of on your side with going to those places i remember like like a long time ago like a liberty was hanging out she's like let's go to this abandoned thing i'm like uh <laughs> I, don't, I really want to go. To that. <laughs> like, I know. look at the time man. Uh, I got to go home. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> She's like just randomly in town. She's like, "Let's go like hike and find like abandoned like shit that's like off limits and government banned." I'm like, no, I'd like rather uh, not do like like
0: ghosts know. and stuff." <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm like, "Uh, like I don't know, like having a beer sounds pretty cool. Chill like sitting on a my couch and maybe sitting on my deck not like being in danger like
0: (laughs) there's a toilet within 50 feet yeah speaking of i'll be right back (laughs) go for it all right so kev um let's go back on to the timeline again um i want to i want to ask you about like jamming with other humans did that ever happen at early age and talk about that like going over to some other dude's house and with your guitar and hey let's jam some riffs or whatever
1: yes i did that with uh remember i was talking earlier about uh my buddy and his brother who were like into like the Sepultura and stuff and he was kind of getting into the drums and his brother played guitar so we jammed a handful of times too uh but we never really well we did do like we tried doing the middle school talent show we mm-hmm. played uh we played for whom the bell tolls and um uh, yeah the uh the one principal or whoever the assistant principal yeah she wasn't having it too much so right like, right maybe, maybe, my opinion you should tone it down and maybe play some Barry Manilow or something I remember my buddy <laughs> Barry <said> that. Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: That's was hilarious
1: I know yeah that was so that was like you know part of that timeline of jamming with somebody um as far as jamming with anybody else I can't recall I ever really did that until it came like gut rot time or like uh, slightly before that when I met uh, another metalhead like me uh, that worked at Guitar Center back in like 2003. We jammed a, a couple times. And then. Um, What's his name? His name was Dave. I can't remember his last name. And then he moved out. He moved from Michigan. He moved somewhere else out like west towards you mm-hmm. guys. I think maybe he moved to Arizona or something, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So he picked up and left. And then. um. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, like he was still, I think he was still around here when um, it came time to start jamming with Gut Rot because they were, uh, their one guitar player, Christian, was going to move back down to Florida and join Solstice again because he was playing for Solstice.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. And it was like, like, wow, man. Anytime that somebody was in, like, somebody was a member of a metal band that, like, you know, I listened to, like, I looked at them like they were just like top notch celebrities. Like, right oh my how am i worthy enough to talk to you right now like yeah, that's how yeah like when i went to my first uh death model show too uh i didn't know how to take any of the death model guys i thought they were gonna just like be these evil ass people <laughs> and they're the nicest couple guys on earth
0: right i know it is a, a common thing you run into in this industry where yeah. we'll get to the most extreme with the music but then you hang out with us or hang out with whoever else we're talking about and we are all humans and yes. and this is actually a natural therapy for most of us so we're getting all the bad shit out on stage or on, in the recording studio yep. so we end up just being cool dudes you yeah, know that and really i'm saying the- we because i yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna float my i'm gonna fly my flag and say yeah i'm a cool dude dude you want to talk to me i'm I'm totally down to hang out you know it's like that's the thing the the image and obviously i'm i'm nothing but i'm just saying in our style of music um there is just some level of humble that happens with everybody you know most people i shouldn't say everybody vast majority
3: of the cool thing about this music with the humble is that like when they're not humble they get kind of called out like on a massive scale if they're like not humble then metalhead's kind of like like fuck that
0: yeah because (laughs) we just want real people you know what i'm saying we want to like just interact on a real level if you it because we're real artists and we're people who love real art so you front on us with your art we're gonna we're gonna know real quick because we like the real shit you know
1: yeah it was just it's like cool. um you know like i didn't you know like when you get older you start uh kind of like your character changes or you just you start you start thinking of like the why like why you got into things like that you did and like you you never really thought about it until you actually get older and then uh you know fairly recently like within the past few years I realized why I got into this music you know it's like I, I put it all together one day it's like it all made sense so I like, think it's because that whole time period with my parents getting divorced and then uh like the bodybuilding thing came into my the picture too when um you know I didn't like hit puberty or hit my growth spurt till I was about 15 no uh, shit. yeah so it took a while and I was always really short mm-hmm. and uh I was always really shy and introverted. And like a lot of like the girls that I was in class with and shit found that really cute and like would pass notes between each other. And then like some of the popular kids would see it and, you know, they wouldn't get that attention. And then they fucking like push me in the lockers and like, you know, that kind of shit would happen. And then a little bit of that stuff would happen, you know, leading through um, as it got, you know, more, more towards like the high school time too, you know, like now you got, Four different uh, classes, like all the like you got your seniors, the juniors, the sophomores, and you know the freshmen, all under the same you know rope and shit like that. It's like that stuff was still kind of going on, and um, I could just uh, so you know combination of this aggressive music and then wanting to pick up uh, bodybuilding and stuff. Those were like my two forces of like negative energy that I was able to turn around and make it positive, make me like a stronger person. That's like basically right. all the middle finger. You know, that's like, mm. like those first, especially those first few years, man, when I was, uh, I started out like just, um, so I was like 14, well, like 14 and a half. I started doing pushups and sit-ups in my room. I remember one day I just, I had enough of like everything, you know, like enough of the bullshit. And I just got down on the floor, man. I had Cryptopsy Whisper Supremacy loaded. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm doing a thousand fucking sit-ups right now. So I did it. <laughs> And then I started doing that, like, every day, every other day. Like, Cryptops, that was always in there. Um, I was playing, like, my level A thousand? Tradition.
0: You were doing a thousand every day?
1: Yeah, I started doing shit like that. Yeah, 500 to a thousand every day or every other day. So, yeah. would you
0: get the thousand out before the Whisper Supremacy was over?
1: I, I can't remember, like... <laughs> or exact you got to go on for one more round. I know man. I'd be at the end of the album, like, when I was really on fire, dude. Yeah, but, like, I just... I just started thinking about all this vitriol and like shit that was going on. And like, I just put it into that. And then, uh, you know, that carried on and I ended up, uh, I, I started like lo- you know, losing like my, my chubbier look and shit. I started like just basically getting a pretty damn good physique just by doing that. And then like, I throw pushups in there too. And then I worked out with a buddy like after school one day, um, when I was 15 and I never stopped after that. So I've been, you know, I've been training like 25 years now. It's been a long time. Wow. Yeah. dude. That's crazy. That's I mean that's yeah.
3: kind of like the same. It's a different, but the same kind of like output of negative energy that metal probably gave you. It's like a, yeah. you know what? Like fuck this. Like I'm just and, and there's a feeling when you the one the cool thing about working out is there's a feeling when you do like a bunch of workouts and you're you're walk you just walk around different. Like you walk around like your your posture is different. Like everything's different about you as a male when when you're working a bunch. Like there's mm-hmm. like a, a confidence that comes just. Through you feel your chest when you are walking around, like you know, you feel like there is a yeah. flex there. You are like, oh, what but it's fuck not what an aggressive know? confidence.
0: <laughs> like when I like when I am on a steady workout regimen, you actually are almost more zen outside of that because you got it all you like, out. You have like seventy two
3: kids though, and I am talking about like when you are in hmm. like high school and like someone's fucking with you, and you are like, I have no, each,
0: a, I have one kid for each version I am going to get when I die. These seventy two virgins.
3: yeah yeah but that's i I know exactly what you're talking i remember like i got into working out in junior high school and i wish i kept it up i remember i like had like saved up for another saving up thing like that's another you you just kind of like did that and like followed through with it i like was like my next thing was like i want a weight bench you know guitar and then weight bench and i had like these this little cheap weight bench with those little like discs that were like 10 pounders and just having it like go out to like the you know, weights yep yep and just have there it go to like, yeah, we to like yeah you to like like you know like tighten it like with the side thing and yep, um yeah. yeah it was like i would have like you know six on there on each side seven on each side it was like it's like what dude looks all sick it's like they're not plates or anything but they're like <laughs> you know they're like they but look there's more of them on
1: the bar and it looks and feels sweet yeah yeah
3: totally and there was more and more of that of it was just me working out and i was like walking around different and doing stuff different and I wish I always kept that up, but you just kept going with it, correct?
1: Yep. Yeah, I never, the only break I ever took from it was when we had the lockdown period. So that was like three or four months mm-hmm. before was opened up, I asked some shit, like nonstop, man. When I, it was like, that made me feel so good and like just changed everything in such a like, positive way. Um, just getting all the bullshit out of me, like all the stuff I was going through. It's like, I did not want to stop. I said, you know what? Like, Know, like And I never got inspired by, like, seeing Arnold movies or anything. Like, it was never anything like that. It was just, like, uh, first it was, like, you know, like, in myself the way I felt. And then, you know, obviously I didn't want to look chubby and shit anymore. And then I remember I picked up, uh, ironically, it was a natural bodybuilding magazine. It was called Men Workout. And I'm kind of flipping through the pages. And I'm like, I could freaking look like these guys, you know. So, it's like, I just got to keep busting my ass. So, I'm like, that's it, man. I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. This is going to be what I do for like the rest of my life, however long it takes. I want to look like this. So I, uh, I, I went, I went at it, you know, and like I ended up competing like eventually in 2011 because I didn't really want to compete at all until, um, I ended up, uh, uh, teaming up with like one of my old training partners who was a Detroit cop. And, um, he competed a couple times and we started training together, you know, and, um, he's like, dude, he's like, have you ever competed before? I'm like, I have never competed, you know, like, I don't know if I'd be any good. He's like, he's like, I'm telling you, man. He's like, I'm doing this show. And, uh, you know, next March, um, it'll be my third show. He's he's like, we'll train together. We'll keep each other motivated. You know, like if you're ever going through any low points, just, you know, text me and I'll text you, whatever. So that was, um, you know, like my first taste at like, you know, competing and stuff. And yeah. I spoiled myself. I freaking ended up winning the overall my first time out. I beat everybody. Jesus, no God shit. Damn. No. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's so cool. I mean, I, have, I have a couple questions for you, but I mean, the first one I'll start with with the competing. Um, I've always noticed this, and I just want to know why. Because I'm, I'm not obviously. I'm still the fat chubby kid. I never, <laughs> I never, I never, I never got to the competing, eight or competing a uh, body style. But um, my dad used to be a bodybuilder back when I was younger. So there's another link. There's all these fucking links with you. But um. What's up with the with the tanning your body like cuz I always I always notice that like cuz I can't really tell like when I see a dude working out like and I see him like like a physique like yours and stuff and I see like the natural body and I'm like you see you working out I'm, like Jesus like I can tell you're just jacked as fuck there's no like bronzing or anything that's just like completely natural but when you get to the competitive stage everyone just has to fucking tan
1: it's because those lights are so intense, they're so bright. If you didn't put any color on, you go under that state that stage light and you just be washed out. You wouldn't be able to yeah, see you any to separation. See- you just basically look like a glowing bar of soap.
3: But what if you what if you like, yeah, I guess I mean change just be like, dude, you, do you guys could you guys change the lights? Like no, they want, that, they want they want
0: everybody know. you want you want them to that light see.
3: Shows every the definition definition. Is- Clear as possible. Like
1: best like that, yeah. Well, the thing
3: is though well, the reason why i even thought of this thought because when people are fat and people are out of out of shape they wear darker clothes they they yes. it's it's slimming it's naturally slimming so like to do that to your not to you know there's, there's obviously like african-american competitors and stuff and i get that but um what to do that to like uh when that's naturally slimming just didn't make sense to me i didn't really get that like why well, do you want to slim when you're? I out don't think it's in.
0: swimming. I think it's for definition. You want to see those thick lines between the muscles. Yeah, you're not gonna.
1: You're not gonna contrast the same. Basically, is what's gonna happen when you, you want to the separate each you can. Each muscle as much as you between a shoulder, tricep, your abs, like your chest. Everything that that will not show through. Oh, um, okay. Black guys got to do it too. They got to. They got to put that coat of tan on there just as much too. Yeah! 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 Definitely. You don't wash everybody out. That light is that intense when you get underneath well, it. What's cool
3: is when I can I can tell when I have a friend that's like bodybuilding and then getting into the competitive stage is when they have that picture where they're they're all bronzed out and I'm like, all right, yeah. you're competing now. I can tell that's like getting like a black belt and like it's like it's like all right, I'm legit, dude. I'm fucking competing now. because I'm doing this now. But that's <laughs> yeah. I just always wanted to know that. I always uh, just had questions about it. I never
1: knew why. Yeah. You know, dude. I'll never thought. I'll never forget the second time I competed. So it was the show after that. Um, I was dating this girl at the time and we ended up, she, she had to take me to this house to get spray tan because they, they spray tan you like the night before or whatever. And then they, they stay backstage too. Cause that color can like run on the clothes and get everywhere. And they got to keep it like, you know, right. looking on point kind of shit. So I remember when, uh, I got the, uh, I got the email back from them. And they, they said, show up with just a sock. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So like, <laughs> so, sure, so, red. So, I on really the fucking covers. door and like, oh yeah, come on in, you know? And like, you know, like I got my baggy clothes on and shit. And like, like there's like a line of other people that are competing in this show, you know? And we were all just like got a freaking sock on her dick and shit. Like,
2: <laughs>
1: and like that girl that I was dating at the time, she could not see, she laughed like the entire time she was there and uh yeah i'll never forget that memory i'm just like i'm well, what the fuck did i get myself into <laughs> i just gonna i put a
3: banana in my sock and i have just like rubber band the banana like on my wing.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, that's crazy man that's that's super like, like, yeah like what you were saying it's like a real hot chip peppers thing but that's yeah that's great getting competitive in your like being that into it that's i mean I've, I've always wanted that like i've always you know when you start like a like a new change in life like i'm gonna start working out i'm gonna you know you like do the change and it lasts like six yeah. months and you're like i'm not gonna go today or tomorrow or the next day and it's like, or you hear the Jesus. typical
1: conversation um i hear it like every thursday or friday Yeah, i'm gonna start my diet next monday like, get the fuck out of here gonna get <laughs> shit.
0: no i know and and actually in in my uh because my guru is Mike Dolce. I don't know if you know who Mike Dolce is. Kevin. Why have you does that heard name him?
1: Kind of ring a bell.
0: He is uh he's the weight coach for a lot of or was the weight coach for a lot of UFC fighters and okay. he, he he developed a program that actually works really well with me. I don't know if it works well for everybody, but it works well for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's basically eating every two to four hours, depending yeah, on what I mean, you, you did, do yep, Eat, I, I you do. know, and eating, you know, just portioning properly, not not filling yourself up, just constantly keep, yeah. staying at a plateau to where you're not too hungry, too full, you know, but just keeping that those windows in between meals and um, wait. Why the fuck did I bring that up though? What there was a Talk point in
1: the the sugar, you know, keeping it stable and everything. And
0: uh, no, there was something before I mean, that way.
1: Diet, well, you found break. a regimen that you could actually adhere to. Any basically, everyone says, "Oh, what's the perfect diet? What's the best regimen?" It's the one that you can stick to and follow. That's that's yeah, the yeah. that What
0: what do. is most sustainable for you yes. as you? Yes. You have to find what you really. I mean, there there's there's the sustainable for pretty much across the board, but you, it, there's an individual thing that happens with everybody and you really got to do your work to find out what works best with you, you know? And, and um, you can, you know, achieve these goals depending on how you um, adapt that lifestyle you know and you gotta
1: buy you gotta fully buy into it and believe you know like you gotta take it wholeheartedly you gotta put all that heart and effort into it and unfortunately and
0: making it sustainable sustainable yeah you know because it's like there's there's one thing like working for uh working out and getting ready for a competition you know oh yes totally different versus working out and getting ready for year 90 when you're 38 you know like that 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 sustainability thing is where I'm at right now. It's finding something that makes me feel great as great as I possibly can during the day, yeah digestive systems working, plenty of water, eating only real food, eating mm-hmm. it two to four hours, between meals, just to let everything do its thing like those things end up you you set this this you know weekly thing and i think that's what joel was talking about earlier was like you can go six months on something and then you know once you start leaning skewing away from that it just naturally happens where a month later you're like oh shit i'm drinking every day and i'm eating fucking mcdonald's you know but if you just stay skewed in the direction one percent better every single day you don't have to fucking jump into your lifestyle right away all you need to do is just skew towards it start leaning towards it and and keep moving in that direction one day you'll realize i'm well, I think the problem nothing is real food. I'm drinking yeah. nothing but water and coffee. But the
3: problem is the problem is uh like like Kevin's got goals that aren't like some people have goals because they're they want that like dopamine from the food, but they want to keep doing they want to work out and stuff, but the dopamine's the goal for the food. They want the mm-hmm. and they want to have the beer for the dopamine. And they want to do like yeah. Kevin's dopamine is like I want to fucking get my goals is i'm three
0: weeks into it and now i'm back on to food is fuel it's not pleasure even though i still make it pleasurable to eat that food it yeah. is just fuel one thing uh, i really want to blow
3: your guys' mind with though i sorry to cut you off anthony no, my okay. uh, my girlfriend's an athlete and she's like in six soccer leagues and she's like super gnarly fucking like insane soccer player like i go to the i go to the she bought me a chair because i was like i'm actually interested she's like really and bought me like this like hundred dollar fold out chair where i could sit there with like my coffee and just it's like super fun to watch but the one thing she doesn't do and it blows my fucking mind is she doesn't fucking drink water whoa (laughs) she she doesn't drink water and i was like so i bought her for valentine's day so i bought her one of those because she's she has weird things about water bottles and things like that that's like her main thing the reason why she's not drinking it so I bought her one of those new, it's like a, you know, $200 fucking UV killing all the things in the bottle. So it'll be fine. And um, so I'm trying to get her to drink more water. And I'm like, not an athlete and like all these things, but I know I drink a ton of water. Like I always drink water. Like how important is drinking water? And like, I want to ask this to Kevin.
1: For way, sure. way like, more important than the food is that water comes first. Yeah. 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 Yes. And another thing, if she's, if she's at that high a level of, you know, like athleticism, Got to be adding some salt to that water too, some iodized sea salt. Yeah, you she got, got to
0: retain some of that water too.
1: substitute, throw that in there, absolutely. That'll prevent the cramping. Uh, that'll keep the blood flow up. The mu- You know, like the muscle pumps will be better. So this, she'll feel better. Energy will stay sustainable for a lot longer period of time. That makes a huge difference. I have that yeah. in my – I carry that big bubba, like uh, aluminum, like 32-ounce water. I carry that around all the time and – I always got a little bit of sodium in there. That, that blend, you know, like I just make sure that that shit is. Uh,
0: How much water do you drink a day?
1: Uh, about a gallon and a half a day. Okay, I was yeah, going to yeah. say
0: I'm I'm at a gallon right now. I like I. That's my minimum. If I don't hit a gallon, I get pissed. If I hit a gallon, I'm pissing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, i, <was> say, <laughs> I if You get all if you hit the a gallon, time, you're really dude. pissing.
0: <laughs> dude, it, it that really is what it is. It's like a gallon a day makes your body feel so good, but you're just going to be in the bathroom all day. Who yeah. fucking cares? Go fucking piss. It takes 20 seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shut but you're not, about, uh, you're not worried about, you're not having indigestion or like, you know, getting the goosebumps because all of a sudden you feel a like diarrhea shit coming on, like, because you're eating bad.
0: Zero heartburn. What the fuck is heartburn when I'm eating? Clean and drinking all that water, okay, Look at you. the water right now, that's, that's what it dude. Heartburn <laughs> is non existent when you do this. Drink I, all yeah. the water, eat all the real food, and boom, heartburn is not part of your I've, life. I haven't had heartburn in years, yeah. Shut the fuck
1: up, you I had swear it. I, you God. I, do. I haven't either. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that, dude. I haven't either.
3: No, I literally I used to have I'm it. I'm just, I was just a kid joking, you. A Joel, you never told no, me when, when I was a kid, I used to have a bunch because I was probably like. I was probably drinking what I wanted to drink. I mean, not like alcohol, but I was drinking like all. So the I grew up Sicilian.
0: I grew up Sicilian, so carbs and and all that fucking. Abrasive yeah. sauces and shit. <laughs> yeah. with, you know, heavy yeah.
1: extra calories just to make shit taste yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: dude. And we, we eat piles of it, multiple plates, and that's just how we fed fifty people at one place. Yeah. It's just a pile of pasta and garlic bread. You know, so I grew up like that. You know, and I was always chubby, and and I always was tired, and and yeah. all this shit. You know and i just naturally got into you know moving towards being healthy and then i realized like this is the main reason for my tiredness my indigestion um you know just all these things that were crazy water like
3: like for me when i get on these water kicks like i have the energy i have energy well it's like people want to you know shove you know 300 milligrams of caffeine down their throat but if i have a a day where I'm drinking a gallon or over a gallon of water. All of a sudden at the end of the day, I'm driving home from like a long day at work. And I'm like, I still fucking like, I have it. Like my brain's. Happier. Yeah. You feel like, fine. Hey, you, that sleep oil better. End, you sleep better. Yeah. When
0: you, when you're on that way home and you burp, you're, you don't taste anything. Yeah. It's just water, <laughs> yeah. you know, They're like, yeah, Oh, yeah. you know, th- no burps to remind you of your previous meals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The previous <laughs> <chubby>
1: <laughs> down your throat that you probably shouldn't have, yeah. That's exactly, funny. Uh, you know, we were talking like backing it up to where uh, you're saying just you know, slowly transition into like that kind of regimen. That's exactly what I did back when I was you know, 14, 15, and I was still like you know, having that little bit of chubbiness or whatever. I slowly took one thing out at a time. First, it was like um, there used to be squirt in the house, cans of squirt. I stopped drinking those, and then they that the stopped eating that. Mm -hmm. uh fast food i started to slowly wean off of but like just slowly take things away but don't like try to do everything at once kind of thing yeah and uh yeah that made things a lot easier to transition into and like i still i'll never forget the last time i ever had fast food like drive through fast food was it was a wendy's in 2000 that was the last time i ever had fast food
3: that a boy bro what do you what do you do for like uh i mean is the, the you know i'm gonna do something cheesy squirts the delicious
0: meal. though by the way
3: <laughs> yeah squirts good but what's your like now i mean do you have a cheat meal i feel like you're so dedicated to your craft doing this that uh, once like a-, a
1: week or once every other week i'll order dominoes and i'll polish off two okay. medium pieces boom yep
3: dude you know what's actually crazy is i've been in this conversation for with my group of friends recently and they have like this they have this pizza shop down the street they like they have all these things i randomly um for one of the football games on one of the sundays i was like you know what I'm gonna try Domino's again. It's been a while, and I just fucking the fucking cinnamon or the not cinnamon the the garlic t- uh fucking crust and yeah. everything that they had. I was like, this is my I think this is my favorite pizza. They <laughs> like, turned
1: their they turned it around, man. I remember that pizza used to be like ketchup cardboard. It was nasty, totally, totally. And uh, I still ate it anyway back then. uh, That was kind of what I did when I was younger. You know, like uh you know when you can get away with higher amount mm. of caloric intake and shit, and just trying to have that extra energy for the gym and stuff. Uh know trying to put that weight on and everything too Um uh, i would get pizza you know like twice a week or whatever um but yeah i remember that domino's that period was like where i thought that they were just gonna die as a franchise and then they came back like they're you ever had their handmade medium that shit is fire oh dude. yep yep i've had that recently that's why i was like
3: yeah. what the fuck is this like i was all even like there's even uh little caesars is known for the shitty cheap pizza i randomly like ordered the nice one from there <laughs> and yeah, like dude. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking good. I was like, what the fuck? Like Little Caesar says good
0: pizza. I literally I went 30 seconds I'm ago to take a quick thought. leak about and we were talking about clean food and <laughs> drinking water. Well, he got and, stuck with the fat guy. We had to talk about pizza for a second. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Nah, dude, pizza's fucking <laughs> legit. My dad got a pizza oven right now, and on one of my uh Jesus uh earned cheat days, I uh had pizza out of that oven. It was delicious. That's the thing, too. It's like you allot yourself one little day where you just fucking blow it. It makes you, like, look forward to that day. And when you actually finally get to that moment, it, it makes it way more intense. Well, it's so, like
3: anything, like, as far as, like, if you were to eat shitty food all the time and have, like, fast food all the time, like, obviously, like, you're you you are like, oh, like, this is really good. But if you do the good thing all the time, it loses the luster. And then like, and then you put yourself into a point where you're like yeah. eating you it's your party party. every day, yeah. and then you're like, you could look forward to that fucking that fucking at the end of the rainbow, that fucking pizza, like you
0: know. That's what it that. is, dude. Because our our um our stomach uh biome is actually telling us what it wants. So if we we eat a bunch of shit for a couple weeks in a row, our our stomach uh bacteria is naturally going to just say hey i want to keep bringing that same shit but if you do a, a two-week change and start introducing different things into your stomach your stomach will say oh okay i like that well, too bring, that bring me yeah. that bring that and, and you're like oh dude we're 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 making, we're breaking records in, yeah. in the bathroom yeah, right
1: now. Cylinders. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's got to help as a metal player, too, or like a vocalist and shit, too, when you're up there. You're not feeling like you're about to puke up your McDonald's or, like, you've got energy to fucking, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I don't know how I money agree. that shit I agree.
0: I, I've but never been able to eat before performance, like, be full on stage. I have I haven't really been able to do that. I don't like that feeling, you know. What's the best? Okay, Kevin. So, for like guys that are like a little like a uh, thick like me
3: <laughs> uh, and other people that are listening, um, like, I mean, as far as like if you were to choose all of the popular like shitty foods that people are eating, what's the best one? The best one as far as like health wise, <laughs> if you can find is it chipotle? Is it like is Dude, it
1: chipotle? I eat that uh, like I get that like twice a week, probably. Me too. Fuck yeah.
0: yeah, all right, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk ingredients, yeah, but it's though, not really
1: bro. that shitty. I mean, it can be if you. You know, you're putting ladles of fucking ranch on there, or sour cream, or whatever they
0: have, and adding
1: it up into something that's ultimately going to make you a squishy bitch. But yeah, you just you you got to or get the bowl or something. Just you know, go like the rice and stuff. It's 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 having that portion control and knowing when to put the damn fork down. That's it. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So this guy's wrong right here. Those burritos. Yeah, the burritos are the ones. Those those take. I mean, I, I always notice like if I were to have like oh, oh, another question, real quick. Do you drink any alcohol?
1: I I was um, so like I started going out a little bit last year because, dude, I spent so many years of my life just being so chained to bodybuilding. Where because all those years, man, like going through the lifestyle that I did, I did not want anybody to be better than me as a bodybuilder. Like, yeah, it was all or nothing, man. I just I wanted I had big fish to fry, and that's just how I had to live. Like, I did that was the one thing I, I struggled with was having balance. I didn't believe in balance. It was like I'm already an introverted shy person. That's why I'm gonna be so good at this because I have to ignore people anyway when I'm out on the gym floor getting, you know, get my workouts on and stuff. Let's so hear I, how
0: boring your dinners were during that time. Let's hear oh, about dude,
1: it. The dry brown rice and like chicken. There's points where like I'm just you know, some days my gal- my water would be three gallons just to try to drink that shit down. Man, it's like sand down your throat, like so boring. And it didn't have to be that way. You know, like I could have bent a little bit, but like right. I didn't believe in that, man. Like I, I always thought of like you know, if if this is really hard to do, then it's going to be a reward. You know, behind it at, at, the, Derek Roddy. at the end of the tunnel is going to be rewarding. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. the way I. That's the way I. I, I did it, man.
0: Totally. And that's okay. how, how I kind of learned it when I was in high school from the older dudes that were bigger than me. Oh, you want to fucking be as big as me? Dry brown rice, steamed yeah, chicken. chicken, steamed broccoli. Fucking, it's boring as shit. Yeah. But, but
1: those, look at me. All those foods that work for a reason, you know, because they, they're they so um, uh, dedicated to, like, you know, their macro and micronutrient quality you get the best bang for your buck the way you feel from it too mm-hmm. you know like, Yeah, um, it's every like basically everything's covered you know and yeah it's it's not full of any fillers or anything that's going to give you any like any like alternate like feelings the way your body feels or performs are there any
3: tricks that you have with like brown rice and chicken to make it spice <laughs> up a little bit that's still not like you're not fucking it up too much in your diet or like any little like a sprinkle of this herb or something that you figured out or something to make it like spice up a little bit. I do, okay. Uh, like,
1: I got this uh, cause I'm not really afraid of sodium. Like if you, if you're, if you hold, if you do like a labor job or you're moving around a lot, you go to the gym, whatever. Sodium's not your enemy. It's actually your friend. Like you gotta, those totally. people who gotta stop like demonizing sodium and stop being so afraid of it. But like if you're somebody that like sits around more, yeah, then you kind of want to be a little more caught, co- you know, conscious of it. But there's this seasoning for, um, popcorn. It's like jolly time, uh, seasonings. Those are pretty good to throw on your rice. And then, um, you know, eventually like, uh, when you got your rice, uh, in the fridge and stuff, eventually it soaks up like any, any of the fluid that it had. So it starts getting drier. So I'll kind of rewet it. And then I'll throw that seasoning in there and yeah, it's pretty good too. But like, you know, these days I, I do, I'll throw like, g hughes barbecue sauce on there cuz that's like a lower calorie barbecue sauce and it actually tastes like barbecue sauce. Uh I'll throw like some pizza sauce on there sometimes and uh maybe a little bit of uh mozzarella cheese so it kind of tastes yeah. like chicken farm I'll do something like that. Is it like isn't that, spice
3: you know? good like a really spicy thing is that good for your body too like getting like if, if you're in really I don't really think that, that matters. I mean if you like if you put like a really spicy thing in there you what, like a
1: cayenne or cajun or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it might better. actually
0: work in your favor if you're that's what I'm saying. Like you if get your like your bodybuilding, you want to get rid of excess water weight.
1: Yeah, as far as that, like having any kind of benefit as far as like a thermogenic thing, I don't know if that's 100 percent true or not, but uh mm-hmm. I used to do it back then. I don't know if it really made a difference. Uh like now I just I, I think about when I go to sit down and eat my chicken and rice. I just I don't want my throat to be on fire. I just kinda wanna yeah fuel just get it down stuff. just yeah. feel the
3: tank Fuel that it, it's like going to the gas station like it's not fun to do this at the gas station but you know it's it's got a better a bigger end result than fucking filling my gas tank
0: so with uh a regimen like that because i'm again i'm in that same thing where i'm in feud. yeah you're in that Food same thing dude look at fuel- you compared to him dude I said second biggest <laughs> biceps, bro. I still dude, got you the even, second. You won't biggest. even
3: cover it. You won't even cover it, dude. You want to go right now? Dude, don't.
0: don't. You got to
1: turn it this way, too. You got to turn that way. Got to give it the perspective. There you go. Yeah. Uh,
0: Joel's closer to the camera, dude. He's just closer. He's <laughs> make, it's, it's fucking. He's, I don't know. He's, I don't. I, I
3: use dumbbells every other day.
0: I don't spray know. spray tan this arm right now. I got way better. No, that's what it's spray tanned yeah. already. That's why you're fucking winning. dude. Sick development. <laughs> no, but for real, this is my thing right now. I'm like, only real food goes in my body right now. That's where I've been at for the last three weeks. And not just three weeks, but I've been oh, doing yeah, this multiple these, times. I've, you I've you done this. this thing multiple times. Once I get into this groove, I I naturally feel after like 2 weeks if you just fucking stick to it your body will naturally just fall into it and then it just becomes your routine that's the thing guys it's like you know
1: you know what's interesting about this conversation too is like i've heard this i hear this a lot more often than i ever have with uh you know metal musicians and stuff on these podcasts like they they keep going into the importance of like eating properly and stuff where i i never used to hear these conversations before like it was always about, oh, I'm getting fucked up or I could barely play my instrument when I was up there, but it was a good show. Like now, like uh, the guys that have been playing for a while, man, they're just, they're really, really, you know, putting it out there how important like their eating habits and stuff are where they yeah, down the do road it. and stuff like being. I remember sort of, hearing Longstreth talk about it and, you know, some hmm. of the other guys out there like. Uh, Hamilton, Spencer he is super that.
0: fit when he plays. He's been playing drums his whole life. He's fucking been uh, perfect. Perfect. It, it, when we uh it, our witnesses playing just well, i think a lot perfect. of it gets
3: it, it gets brought to the forefront when you have to tour and then you have to eat garbage and then you're like yeah your body's like uh what's up did you have to play like 270 blast beats and eat fucking <laughs> like you know mcdonald's every other day and then pizzas in the back room like it's like when you're it. at
0: talk about oh dude all we want is the lettuce That's your body talking. (laughs) We just want the lettuce, dude. The lettuce is anything else of that Taco (laughs) Bell because it's all gonna fuck me up. Just get the lettuce, dude. So the ninety eight (laughs) percent water thing. Kevin Frizzard,
3: Kevin Frizzard says get the fucking Chipotle app if you're going to tour and just eat yeah. a fucking burrito bowl or something if you're going to fucking have to go it and hit really these fast places. It really down to the choices, yeah. dude.
1: Uh, yeah, so it's good that that choice is actually available, you know what I mean? And, like, you actually see them put it together in front of your face, you know, like, you can see if there's any sabotage going on, if they're adding oils to it and shit, but, like, if Chipotle didn't exist, I mean, a lot of times you can find a Kroger or something where you can go in there and, like, you, you'll find they have like, uh, almost, like, pre-packaged, like, uh, prepped, like, meal prep-type style meals that you can get there, man. I mean, yeah, they might be, like, nine bucks or something, whatever they are now, but, like, there's shit that you could put together. There's really – there's – they've run out of room for excuses, you know, for people who don't want to do it. Exactly. Yeah, it used to be a lot harder, yeah.
3: Exactly. Now yeah. it's, like, way if more – If you yeah, have
1: – Yeah, dude, I was fucking meal prepping in, ju- like, junior year of high school before meal prepping was even a thing, man. Right. I used to get fun of all the time, Come, you know, come to school and – Oh, Kevin's going to get big. He's going to go to the gym when he gets out of school. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, I am. Like <laughs> exactly. and, then, and then I run into these shit bags, you know, like two years later at a, like a grad party, and they're all fat, and they're like, oh, I need you to do a ro- uh, workout routine for me. Like, fuck you. You didn't, ex- you didn't even support me yeah. back in school. I ain't going to yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Every Sunday, I cook my lunches and dinners for the next five days, and it is all... Sealed up and Tupperware ready for me to just fucking yeah. grab when I need to
1: eat, dude. And there's no figuring anything out, it's right there. This is what yeah. I do. This is the portion, so dude. So and... Do you have
3: any like weird thing with any, um, like you said, Tupperware? So I don't know if. I'm not... I haven't done any research. So is there oh, any, like... Weird weird thing? Really you
0: haven't heard of Tupperware, dude? It's how you seal food and keep it fresh for I'll a few more talking. days.
3: All right. yeah. But no, I'm talking about, like, is there anything weird with, like, plastic in food? I don't know. Like, do people...
1: BCPPAs not... or something? Well, back then, I didn't look into all that. You know, like, I didn't really care. And, like, they really... From what I remember, like, that stuff was kind of harder to find. You know, like, um, I guess there wasn't really uh, that stuff wasn't really being like glass Tupperware. I couldn't really find it, you know, at the time or wasn't really too concerned about it. I was always thinking, well, I either spend this money on this one glass of Tupperware that would probably shatter in the back of my car. Like, you know, cause I'll probably drop the fucking thing or
0: Kevin um, used to keep lunch in his left pocket, dinner in his
1: right pocket. Nope. <laughs> yep. Guy knows what's up. No, but like, um, uh, <laughs> I just think about, you know, like I could get a a three or six pack of Tupperware that I'll end up throwing away in, you know, a few weeks or whatever. Eventually it might start to just have a film of uh, Frank's (laughs) Red Hot or something. I just, you know, like it's cheaper. Like I just do it that way. But yeah, as far as like the trying to avoid things like that now, kind of, sort of like some of the shit that I've heard about what's in our fucking drinking water and stuff. I got got one of those pure water filters on my tap. Uh, I change those filters when I need to um I drink out of glass here I drink out of aluminum I eat out of glass uh, but as far as some of the other stuff like having a filter on my shower head and stuff like that I haven't really nah. as long as it's it, not uh, going
0: like, inside your body you're fine organic
1: death metal that. shirts I don't get in all that you know like <laughs> shout out
0: Merseys like, shout out Merseys
1: yeah all right I can't, I can't thank you guys enough for that whoever's him right was here. that's about, murray brown's right here happen. he's right here he's awesome jedi grind that's him yeah Fucking... I, I thought it was like not only him but i thought it was like you know a couple of the other guys too that put all that together you
3: No, know, murray is the it's they're called merseys like because
0: it kind of got like, put uh, together yeah it kind of got linked to us but really it is just murray and murray was like an influence for me as a kid like as
3: a bass player and getting into metal and stuff like he was like kind of uh took me under his wing and was like you know and i always looked up to him as like the guy on like the the severed savior i was like that's my fucking shit right there and like he's old dude just fucking hang out and jam and i was like no fucking way but yeah i mean as far as i mean i drink my bath water all the time (laughs) i do too (laughs) i'm just kidding no as far as like the as the i have like hard water speaking of water let's get into that I have hard water in this place I'm in right now and uh, your body fucking reacts like crazy to it. Like I'm getting all this dandruff and like, I have, I'll get out and like, I'll have like, so like not sores, but like little bumps on my face and shit. Like water your skin is, feels
1: like it's gripping itself and shit. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah.
3: it's a weird kind of like, uh, I've never had to deal with it and I've lived in the mountains before, but I guess we had a filter or something because my body is like, it just dries everything out and yeah. like you just feel like i can see
0: it dude you have red spots all over your face right fuck now you dude
3: <laughs> whatever you have fucking natural food all over your mouth dude
0: <laughs> natural food dude yep that's right dude. i'll wrap it dude. <laughs> it wasn't even a diss,
3: but uh, <laughs> but no, that's cool man With i mean so when you like i remember i used to one of my best friends um her sister jody uh, carrie and jody i live with jody she was like one of the first crossfitters like well, Those CrossFit started in Santa Cruz. It's like she'll beat your fr- fucking
0: ass, dude. She's a uh, no, savage I, could be, I could
3: beat her. Up. I could beat her up. But uh, <laughs> no, she was like wrestling champion and stuff like back in the day, and we'd like wrestling your kids, kids, and I would still take her out. But um, as far as like her, she would always say this is the I kept hearing this, and what I want to know what you think about this was it's eighty percent diet, twenty percent workout. Oh fuck yeah, dude. What do you I wanna no? I'm not asking you, dude. You're the skinny
0: yeah, guy, but I'm just, just asking Kevin for
1: Br- sorry, dude. Eat- I used to hear that all the time, but when I did that final contest that I did in 2017, I'm a firm believer 100% diet. 100% diet? Yeah.
3: Mm, What's I, up, dude? I
1: watched it happen, dude. Like, it all happens in doing the it.
0: kitchen,
3: y'all. Let, t- let the bodybuilder talk. Shut the fuck up, skinny so, guy. <laughs>
1: so, uh, that prep that I did for that last contest where I got, got my pro card was, uh, that was a 27-week, uh, prep. That, like, felt like an eternity, dude. And, uh, I didn't start doing my cardio. That was the first time I ever worked with a coach too, you know, cause I, I had like a bigger goal that year. So, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted somebody to kind of punch the numbers in for me and my macros. So I didn't have to think about anything, but, you know, do the workout and, eat the, you know, put my meals together, uh, kind of thing. So that 27 weeks, man, like, um, I didn't even start doing cardio. We didn't add that in until I think I was like six weeks before the show. So, literally it got to the point your body was just so in tune where if we hit like a weight loss plateau, cause we were trying to do like a pound to two pounds of, of uh, weight loss per week, you know, over the 27 week period. Right. Um, whenever I'd hit like, you know, three quarters of a pound or a pound, we would do this, the littlest fucking change, man. It was always, you know, we go after carbs and uh, cause keep the fat, uh, you know, where it needs to be. Cause that's your hormone regulator. And then your protein is, you know, sparing your muscle tissue and rebuild. But we would, it would be as small as like 10 grams of carbs per day, you know, over that whole stretch. So 70 less carbs, um, you know, that was at 28, 20, 280 calories for the whole week. Boom, I drop another pound, pound and a half. Just right. like insane, dude. So it's like when I hear of these people that like work with these, some of these prep coaches that think they know what the fuck they're doing, like where they, they're literally the day they start like getting ready for a show. They'll have their client like uh, two hours of cardio a day and doing like you
0: know, eight hundred to a thousand. Calories.
1: It's like not only are you hurting your your metabolism and like doing all kinds of other like mm-hmm. damage, you know, other other moving parts going on in the body, but you're also backing yourself into a corner before you'll ever even get to the show. Now right. you'll have nothing to work with. So it's like you try to get away away with is um, as much as possible with doing as little as possible. And that's Man. really what it comes down to. So that was really the eye opener for the diet was 100 percent of the key because I I literally watched it happen. Like the cardio was just you know something like it's eventually you stall out. Your body doesn't want to be, be big and lean at the same time.
3: I mean while you're ben- while uh, you're benching 590 pounds, I mean, the, it's only <laughs> 100.
1: Yeah, yeah. Our, you're our bodies. Cleaner you get. I remember that show, dude. Like three weeks before the show, um, in between sets or walking to my car, I would just start crying because I was so tired depleted, depleted and I wanted right. so bad to win and like I was not going to let anybody beat me that day so like I I had a lot of emotion to fight through our uh,
0: our bodies naturally want to plateau and find a homeostasis as yep. quick as it possibly can yep. so even when you get into a regimen where you're eating the same thing for a couple of weeks and and it's working great you're eventually going to hit a plateau where your body's not going to do anything. You're not going to lose weight. You're not going to gain weight. You're just, you, you, you got to this place where you, cause your body naturally just wants to be in a place where it could just coast. Mm-hmm. But, Survive. but like, if you really want to make serious changes, you got to do exactly what Kevin just did, which is make those, calculated changes in your diet at certain points to keep your your metabolism keep your body on its toes because it will constantly constantly try and uh, adapt to what you're doing to it so if you keep changing things a little bit there's there's no adapt there there's that's no why they're plateau. saying with
3: the workouts that are like you gotta change you can't just do bench all the time you gotta do yeah. like fly like you gotta constantly change make it to where there's no
0: plateau give confused. your body uh no time to plateau it always has to be on its toes that's that's how you're gonna
1: as far as the training ever went i uh, i kept everything for the most part like if i had like a training protocol it would it would last a good eight to ten weeks and then uh only thing I would really change is like maybe if I'm not progressing on a on a specific exercise, I'd switch it out for another one. And if everything else I'm still getting stronger from, because those were the only variables I ever messed with as far as like you know like the change up your workout all the time kind of thing. Well, I was kind of already doing that in real time with those exercises. I had to when I keep a journal, I had to make sure that uh, all right here here's deadlift. I got to hit this number. You know, last week I got this. This time I got to get this. If I get that number, there's my signal to increase the weight. Now I got to beat that. And you just slowly, over time, you get you get more strength, and you know, ultimately, a stronger muscle is a bigger muscle, and just keep you know feeding your body the way you're supposed to. And if
0: you never stop for 25 years, then you'll become <laughs> Kevin.
1: <laughs> well, people hate it when uh, you give them the you know talk about genetics too. So and the work <laughs> ethic, obviously. Right. I can't tell these I do I cannot tell these uh these young kids any of that shit like they just don't want to hear it. It's because of the era that they're brought into. They're I mean look at look at the society we're in now and they see that mm-hmm. all over Instagram and stuff. You see the highlight reel, you don't see the work that went into it. These kids see yeah. to think the reward comes first without the work. That's not how it is. Okay. Gotta, That's a perfect a way to put it. You get the reward.
3: Yeah, it's like it's like a you see these I mean, women and men, they both see the like the women, like in like, like with their fucking six pack, like showing their butts and stuff. And the men, like, all buff, they're like, I want to fucking do that. It's like, dude, you they both work their fucking asses off, probably like literally to get there. You're seeing that the highlight reel, like you said, that's the perfect way to put it. You're seeing like the end result of a ton of work, and you're like, what the fuck, dude, fucking pieces of shit. They get all these fucking followers, like, it's fucking bullshit.
0: I'm cool, too. they're threatened. They're threatened.
1: they think that's like you could you could even you could even turn that into like the topic with uh playing music like nobody can pick up the guitar and then all of a sudden like oh i want to get the following without even knowing how to play the damn thing that's not exactly. how it
3: goes. i mean i mean yeah, guitar is a little working. different I'll, I'll, I'll go on guitar because there's kids that go out there that are just like shredding me and they're like eight <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah
1: <laughs> and i'm like, like some of the those fuck? people are just that good like i mean you can even see that in some of the death metal guitarist that turned drummers like james king i remember he was a yeah yeah i think he he was playing origin within a year year and a half one
3: year one year yeah it was one year he got his his wife bought him a drum set and he just nerded out on it for a year and then he's fucking playing an origin
0: (laughs) that was one of the craziest stories i've ever heard in person talking to james after an origin set oh dude how How long you play drums how long you've been playing Uh year and a half. (laughs) And everybody's everybody's mouth just (laughs) opens up, big eyes, like, wait, can you say that again? Yeah. Because I don't think I heard you correctly. Well, Kevin's got to do a
3: fullback plan because with his line of work or his like muscle stuff that he's working on, like working on his body, that's not gonna take a fucking year. So that's gonna be a long-term thing. Like with musicians that are like have a genius thing in their brain where they can do that that's like something you'd be like what the fuck i'm gonna quit but like for like a, a bodybuilder that just you, you don't you, you have to do 20 years if you want to get like you know 10 to 15 years you want to be like legitimately want to compete in something you know
0: before we but, move uh, somewhat away from the bodybuilder thing because i want to get back into metal as well because everybody's you know here for the metal um I want to know. There's a bunch of chubby people like me in there. Like let, what? Let them... No, no, no. I hope this inspires so many people. I hope I, I hope this conversation inspires tons because really, it. Like I said, the two weeks is all you need. Get through the two week regimen, and then you're done. You're buff. You're buff as fuck. No, no. And then it's up to your you. You're going to be able yeah, to yeah. make the decision whether or not you want to keep going with what you're doing.
1: Sounds like yeah. the two-minute abs approach. Two weeks, that's all you need. <laughs> 1999, here we
0: go. <laughs> two weeks, you're going to become Kevin, dude. Um, Fuck. How crazy would that be, dude? For like two weeks from later, I'm like, chuck me out, dude, and I'm just fucking looking like you. If that on, starts on happening, the next, then... On if... episode 120, dude, I'm just like and <laughs> kevin's
3: like i quit dude i'm done i'm fucking done with this yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah if you end up catching up to me in two weeks dude yeah i'll never join the podcast again you guys can all eat shit <laughs> Oh, yeah. so good, dude. oh man. all right I'll, yeah. just, I'll, I'll, I'll just like i'll start eating salads i'll lose all my muscle tissue i'll just play guitar and now i'll just
0: join a band. <laughs>
1: Just soy soy protein start singing again
0: you're like all the protein i need is in my muscles dude i don't need to eat <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna
3: exist it's like a retirement plan I'm like all right i'm done and just like exist off the protein in your muscles
1: <laughs> that's the one thing that's hard for me to let go um as far as like this stage of the game where you know playing guitar and making music and stuff is actually like it's now it's become income kind of thing
2: mm-hmm. i gotta
1: remember dude to like chill the fuck out on the weights in the gym that's very hard for me to do because I only have one setting and that's just whoop, you know, maximum ass. Right. But like, dude, like there's a lot of times I get home from the gym and like those down picks and shit. I'm like, fuck, man. (laughs) Yeah. Just like trying to keep up with that, man. That was
0: actually, that was actually another question that I was going to ask for you. So I have two questions for you right now before we move back into the music, which is one, what is your all time favorite earned cheat meal? And I forget the other one now.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: And when uh, two,
0: are you gonna let these little scrawny arms beat you in a fucking speed?
2: <laughs> like,
1: like
3: a... <laughs> I'll tell you what, like a lot of those,
1: some of those other, it's because it's because they took the dedication that dedication I did with with bodybuilding and stuff, but they they've applied it to music. That's why totally. they are that good. It's all that time and effort that they put into getting it to where. Just this is doing all the work, and they just develop oh, the power. Oh, to that's to yeah. To so. change
3: your style, like you said, is such a fucking pain in the ass. Like if you, yeah. Knew- how could
1: I? How could I unpack a, a a technique that I've been doing my whole life? My best it's friend Carrie
3: did, did that once. He was like, he he was. We were all down picking everything, so we were like down picking a bunch. When we were kids. He was like, probably like twenty years old or something. He was like, I'm gonna relearn everything with this alternate picking thing, and I was like, uh, like relearn like like sit there for hours on songs you already know and just work on your right hand to just wow. sit there and, and I just re and he and he did it and now he's like super he like I'm like expending all this energy on guitar like going down picking when things I, I should probably be alternate picking on or stuff like that uh-huh. and he just sat there and was like no I need to train my brain to do it and it's kind of like with you with weightlifting like I just fucking need to do it. I just need to sit there and put I'll the probably
0: do it I'll say Carrie and, and Mike Gilbert my two most my Gilbert's always been fucking. No, I'm saying, Gilbert, I'm but... saying those are my two most talented and <laughs> intricate and awesome guitar players that I know personally. Yeah, yeah. We didn't I'll, ask but, that question. I'll though. say Gilbert and Gear. The Gilbert Gear. I'm, yeah, I'm drinking. The Gilbert Gear needs to be a project, dude. That would be insane. I mean,
3: he's he's trying to catch up to you with a kid count, so I don't <sighs> think that's going to happen anytime soon. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, as far as going back to Anthony's question, so like your favorite, like out of all cheat the 25 meal. years of cheats, cheat meals that you've mm-hmm. had, what's the one that you could? Is there one that you could remember the like that was like the most? Probably after you won the fucking
0: competition. You still, when you, were, you still to to this say day it, think about it.
1: I would have to say it's that one by far because like that was, mm-hmm. that was the show that broke me down, dude, on stage. Like I, I cried everything that. Mm-hmm. It's like when that happens to you too you have like this highlight reel play uh, like right before your eyes. Oh, you think about every time you were in the gym, every time you maybe pulled something you thought it might have been done, right. every every perfectly calculated meal, every time you showed up at uh, an event with friends around and they were there to try to criticize you for what you were doing and shit, like, you know, showing up with your, with your Tupperware and just like all these things happen at once and like super fast speed. And then when they call your name as the winner, it's like, there's no feeling like that, dude. Right. Yeah, I bet. I bet. That's crazy, man. I so mean, what do yeah, you do they...
0: to celebrate that? What do you do to celebrate that? Yeah, what's, that, the, what's the meal?
1: Well, the meal was, so when we got back, <laughs> there were quite a few meals, actually. So uh, <laughs> we got back from that shit after, you know, I hugged it out with uh, my, my BFF and all my other friends that were there. Go to uh, Boston's, and I got a freaking juicy-ass burger and sweet potato fries,
2: mm-hmm. Powered
1: all that shit down. Then, um, you know, some of them, like, they didn't finish all their food, so I just start finishing their shit. <laughs> yes,
2: of course. And, you then, my friend,
1: yeah, and then my friend, drops, she drops me off, and um, I bring all my shit into my, you know, into my room here, like, my living room, and uh, I set it in the corner, like, there's my sword there's my big, you know, uh, freaking emblem that says, you know, natural bodybuilder, whatever it said on there. Um, and I had like, you know, I ended up getting like T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. I mean, like a, I think like a gym bag and all kinds of shit. You know, they, they, they did us pretty well, you know, the winners. So I set all this shit down and I fucking, I still got my tan on and everything, dude. Right. I jump in my car, I go up to Jet's Pizza Uh and I freaking walked in there, and those guys, you know, remember me in like times like you know when I wasn't getting ready for a show or whatever. I walked through that door and I got that big, you know, glowing like uh tan face and shit. And they knew I'd just done a show. I you know, because I remember before they said you guys probably won't see me for a while, but when you do, I'm gonna want to order fucking pizza. (laughs) Yes. So, So I stepped in there, man, and they're like, dude, yeah, you just compete or whatever. I said, large pizza. Green peppers, Cajun crust, extra sauce. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I start kind of talking about the show a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I got like, yeah,
1: no problem. You know, fifteen minutes, it'll be ready. I go next door. There's a Chinese place, one of my favorites. I get <laughs> sesame chicken. I ordered a full order of that. Oh, uh, shit. And then, uh, actually, prior to that, I stopped at Kroger and I already had that that prepared. So I got two half gallon things, like a cookies and cream ice cream. Uh, there was another ice cream, whatever one I was eating at the time. I had fucking cereal, Pop-Tarts. Uh, it was I. I kind of lost uh, my brain. Of, like oh yeah, shit.
0: yeah. Of course, you're gonna go nuts because dude, dude so I just I just dieted so... you
1: know, seven months almost. You know, like
0: seven months. Yeah, you're definitely yeah, a,
1: yeah, nuts, yeah. dude. I get my food. I come home, man, and I just I go to town, man. I'm just like everything, dude. Just eating everything. You know, I wake mm-hmm. up and. You're bloated as hell you know and whatever you know i end up going to the gym uh worked out with my friend who was at the show like i worked out with her and we did a workout and stuff
0: while you're lifting are you like there's pop tarts still in my stomach oh
1: <laughs> dude like I felt like I'd shit at any minute, man. And like your, your ankles end up like swelling up too. Like your ankles, like besides your fucking calf, <laughs> right. these, you know, water, you hold and shit. Yeah. Cause your yeah. body's
0: like, wait, I, I don't know what the fuck this is. Where do I put it? Uh, you start just, cramping and shit, shit it out? Do we piss out? it out? Oh, no, thing. we'll just stuff it in the ankles, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a weird feeling. But anyway, so I do the same thing like that evening. I, I'm eating like everything that I still got left. I think I ordered some more pizza, whatever I did. I wake up the next day, dude. I was 35 pounds up. I, I gained the 35, 35 pounds, pounds, that
0: pounds. That's what, what I was going to ask fuck? you. Cause
3: I know that, uh, because with the yeah. UFC fighters, there's one, you know, when they cut weight and stuff, there there's times where they weigh them the next day when they're after they've cut weight and they've, what they've got coming at one seventy five or whatever. And they've done or one fifty five and they've done their whole cut. And the next day they weigh them again. And they're like up to 45, 50 pounds heavier. Like, in one day. I
0: can't fucking believe that, dude. Well, it's like, like waterway I would, I would think that you, if you said yeah. 10 or 15 pounds, I would say, okay, that makes sense. Cause no, it's just crazy. crazy. I've heard this, too.
1: Yeah. It's very common. Yep. Holy because your body, like you God. said, once to go It wants so bad to put that body fat back on, and you just you just threw gas on the fire tenfold.
0: Oh, my Damn, God, dude.
1: Know? So and you mean, course, us, you lose that Can you lose that, again? Shit that I don't like is because that that version yeah. of food is unhealthy as fuck, too. But you just you lose control, man. Like after you've been going that long and like depriving basically yourself for that long. But it's like you always you always got to remember, too. It's like, you know, when you have your low points, when you're really trying to battle it out and like stay committed and get through to the, that the day of the show where, you know, now you're on stage and it's time to compete or whatever. You're thinking the whole time. You're just like, man, like. I did this to myself, like, this is this is short term, this isn't forever, just, you're like, you put yourself here, fucking do it, so that's yeah, what I,
2: perfect. that would
1: keep me motivated, and then, yeah, I ended up uh, winning that show, and, uh, yeah, I put all that weight back on, and that was the show where um, I felt like I was still, because eventually, you start feeling like this complete zombie, you know, because your hormones are just trashed, mm. I felt like after the next two and a half, three years, man, and it just got worse, so I remember I, I, I uh, said this, I did a video, um you know, on my YouTube channel about how I had to go on HRT. I had my blood checked. That was the first time in 25 years because I was always afraid of needles. And, you know, like back in eighth grade, I passed out and I had all these doctors and shit around me. I, I never liked that stuff. So same I, just, I said, man, I'm never going to a doctor. I, that shit freaks me out. Like unless there's something really wrong with me, which. Turned out when I got the results back after I passed out, when I had my blood work done again, you know, back when, before this all took place, it showed on paper, dude. Like I was basically an 80 year old and I like, that makes total sense. So right. I always had that. I always knew in the back of my mind that I could possibly fuck my hormones up for life by doing these diets like this. But it's like, dude, when you're doing so well and you're so into what you do, you just don't really care. know and well uh, you've
3: uh you've actually i mean you've inspired another human being right now i've been the person just like you like not wanting to know like you know i'm I'm getting a new i'm moving to a different town or whatever like and need a new doctor and for a long time i did i was too broke touring to have insurance so i didn't i didn't have health insurance so i was like that wasn't even like if i get sick we'll figure it out but if like in the meantime like whatever then i got you know a good job with insurance and they're like oh yeah you gotta go like meet your primary doctor like mm-hmm. as a kid, mm-hmm. my parents used to just take me and go get know,
1: blood work done, and then, and
3: they're like, "Oh, here's your blood work, and here's your like your shit sample." And I was like, "Cool, dude, uh, I don't want to know any of this. So I'm gonna go ahead and no, not do it." Yeah,
1: that's the fear, man. You don't want if something's the wrong fear. with me, I'd rather just die in my sleep you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's don't pretty don't much where I'm at of those things, but like but, the fact that like, they could
3: tell all that stuff from you, like like you said, like you had the same feeling I did, where like oh, I don't want to fucking find out something's going on or something, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to go get it done. I'm going to
1: go get it done. But I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't function anymore. It was so hard for me to get out of bed and go to work. I was always depressed. I didn't want to look at people anymore. Like, I wanted to fucking commit suicide, man. Like, I didn't tell, like, really anybody that, but that's what, what was. You were feeling what yeah, like, I been could not face sure. life anymore. So and that's how old, I, how old that was this? What's that?
0: How old were you when, when you were feeling these feelings?
1: So this was like uh, after that show in 2017. Like, for, so I was telling. Joel, for the next two and a half, three years, I felt like I was still like in contest prep mode after that show. What I had done is I, I screwed up my TSH levels, you know, like my thyroid hormone, my testosterone was in the shitter. You know, like I just, I felt like an old man. Like I just, like, I couldn't, I couldn't hang no more, dude. So that was when I I made a decision after I got that blood work. I'm like, dude, I, all that bodybuilding competing stuff is in the past, man. I know it sucks that you got to go on this shit now because you were, drug-free all these years but you got to do what you got to do it's like i want to get up and face i want to face humanity like everybody else and feel normal so yeah i went on testosterone like medical dose of testosterone i feel great now man like i you're
3: medically medically like prescribed like you're like down. my statement is that
0: my statement is this dude if you need the testosterone replacement therapy why the fuck aren't you doing it because yeah. we're all men need that level to be, you know, sustained in order for us to be normal humans. You know what I'm saying? So if, if you're low, go for it. If But that actually brings me on to a thing that I wanted to talk to you about, Kev, which is being in that industry. What's the like gnarliest, unhealthiest things that you've seen? you don't have to obviously mention names, but being in the bodybuilding industry, um, who's juicing? Oh, well, not who. <laughs> you know, what are the addresses? Of the don't mention names, juicing? but tell me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like how, yeah. how uh, prominent is juicing and, and all that kind of stuff. And
3: my bodybuilding dad juice back in the day, it was like in the bodybuilding yeah. for his deal. It was like a normal thing.
1: Yeah, it's very big in, like, the untested shows because there are differences. I mean, oh, that's why that's natural bodybuilding organizations were started to oh, kind off. of give people who don't want to take the steroids and go down that route, give them an opportunity to still compete as a bodybuilder. Well, unfortunately, we're talking about... I can't even call bodybuilding a sport. Dude, it's a fucking beauty pageant. like it, So it's very... I call it a sport very, very lightly. You know, I put it very lightly with that. But, you know, unfortunately, when you're dealing with there's uh trophy you know notoriety and stuff people are gonna try to cheat the system you know how they do that I'm not sure but you can't what I always knew is like I can't I can't worry about what other people may be or may not be doing all I can do is mm. do the best I can and like right I if, if the shows that I'm doing these natural bodybuilding shows like if if they're gonna take the drugs they probably need them to beat me because I'm gonna be that good that day that's how I always nice, believe yeah so, yeah, like I, so I didn't give a fuck about anybody, man. Like I was, I always had it in my mind. I'm like, you guys can't beat me. I'm too fucking good at this. I'm so are too you still?
3: Dedicated. Are you still like? Because you said I'm, I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. That's still on your. That's still the yeah, same absolutely, goal. Absolutely, man. Okay. Especially
1: modern females, nobody's worth it out there. <laughs> I met a good one recently. Out they're, 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 they're
3: out there, but they're hidden. You gotta find them. They're fucking they're like diamonds <laughs> in the rough, like nowadays. Like fucking Jesus Christ. Well,
1: a lot of people in my shoes that are like actually advid like gym people, they probably will know where I'm coming from, where it is very hard to find um, you know, somebody that you're attracted to that actually wants to stay with you because you make them feel very insecure. Yeah, you don't mean to do that, it's just the way it is. And I've been through this with the handful of, uh, you know, short term, like little relationships that I've had that never last like more than a month because they just they can't take it when you go out in public. And, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to be in a 3XL shirt forever. Like if it's 100 degrees out, I'm wearing a fucking tank top like everybody else. Right. But they don't like that because all of a sudden they were getting all the eyeballs before and now they see somebody Uh, jacking shit. Now I mean, they ain't getting the eyeballs no more. So, how do you think that makes them feel?
0: Oh, dude, it's totally, it, it hits on all that. Uh, um, it goes reverse. Evolution. It's, it's evolution yeah. that's happening right there. I mean, we we naturally are the guys that take our chicks out into public, and they are the ones that gain more attention than us because we got the hot chick on, yeah. our, on our, you know, we're, we're, and, and so when the roles are reversed, that, that threatens.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah. Things,
3: yeah. I could maybe see that. Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: and, and also it's because I, I would love, I would like to have a significant other, like every, you know, other people out there too, but it's just like, I'm my own worst enemy because it's like, I'm, I'm essentially doing everything right. I eat well, I take care of myself and shit, but I know damn me for, you know, like taking eyeballs off of somebody. It's like, Dude, I'm already with the girl. Like, I I want to be with you, and I'm with you. You know, I'm showing you that I want to be with you. But it's just like they just they can't yeah. mentally take that. Yeah, they, nowadays, yeah. like
3: you said, the people, the like girls these days probably like back in the day maybe that would be, make more sense. But nowadays, with all the social media and yeah. all the expectations and all the all like the things that the stigmas that are attached to like people's looks, they're like, oh, I got like this, you know, humongously attractive buff dude. Like, I what
1: am I? how am
3: i in the picture anymore like what's going on yeah. you know what i mean like yeah oh,
1: yeah. yeah your butt slut selfies are gonna go down in likes and all that <laughs> shit <laughs> there's too many of them out there man it's just like that's all they gotta do when they get they get this massive following it's like jesus christ
0: no i remember like i know it's crazy like I remember i'm gonna say people... i'm gonna say god bless the butt sluts dude <laughs> come on
1: yeah they yeah they are very nice to look at right
3: <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, that it's like, it's one of those, the algorithms and stuff. Like, I remember being, like, single, like, and just, like, going down a rabbit hole of just butts, like, butts and, like, boobs and stuff. And I was, like, I was, like, drunk. And then I, then all of a sudden, my whole thing is butts. Oh, like, yeah. My, everything that's, like, shown to me is butts. And I'm, like, dude, that was just... That was just a little I got a little, no, I a little you don't know. You're no <laughs> longer seeing
1: like guitars and bass guitars and shit. Yeah, now no, it's
3: no, all I, and shit. Well now <laughs> I know. Now I know. Like I'm just like, click on the things you fucking actually like give a yeah. shit about. Like not like these people that you like click a random picture of a butt and it's like, oh, you have two million followers? Like how because you have a butt? Like what that's all right. you that, bring. But like,
1: when what you, the, you from up. the rest of the hot girls with an ass, you know? I know, exactly. It's that's like the whole that's thing. not like, cool to me at all.
0: Even if you did click the butt, and then it b- becomes like a butt flood that you have in your feed, that only <laughs> a lasts for a, co- <laughs> a butt flood. Man. It only lasts <laughs> for a couple of days, and then you become bored of it. You're like, I've I've seen all these yeah. beautiful butts, and everybody has all these filters and. Perfect angles and all that shit, and like fucking, like things that it's are like always going to be making them bigger. Butt, like, you know? yeah,
3: they're 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 like more photoshopping them to be bigger and yep, skinnier yep. waists, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like, like yeah. it
0: becomes uh, it actually becomes boring. So you you have to naturally try and change your algorithm because that was
1: funny too, You guys bring up the filtering and stuff. The first time that I ever went to the Arnold was in 2015. Man, that really opened my eyes just how much filtering and like camera angle is perfect how these people like on their pictures do not look anything like that in real life yeah right
0: right you're you're looking at dudes that you completed against and then you're like that you don't look like that in that picture
3: like they're pulling out their bicep a little bit more they're fucking Mm -hmm. pulling out
1: things yeah that's crazy and that's kind of what was going on backstage uh when i did that last show like uh i was completely covered up you know i was i got down to uh 178 pounds, and then when I did my carb up process, I jumped up to 193. But um when I was backstage, you know, uh covered up and shit, everybody else is like walking around with their cutoffs and shit, and they're showing each other pictures like during their contest prep, like showing their progress pictures and shit. And like my, my coach was like, dude, are you ready to beat all these guys? I'm like, Oh yeah. Fuck
2: yeah. So,
1: like, oh, when yeah. it came time, man, it's just like that kind of gives me that fuel too. Like, if um, you know, eventually like some of the injuries I have now, like I, I've, I, my lower back pain kind of comes and goes. Like I think it's sciatica or something. just, it's, it's all the years of repetition of being a drywaller, being a bodybuilder, just everything, you know, but, um, I've noticed like, uh, you know, with social media and everything and just like people cannot put the phone down for two seconds. It's like,
3: yeah,
1: I see all the people spending more time on their phones. And then when they get on stage, they still look like they're eight weeks, 10 weeks behind, you know, on their dieting and shit. I'm like, dude, that right there just motivates me to want to come up, you know, on stage and just pick on everybody. People
3: well, in the gym, people in the, the gym, are just like at the bench, just staring at their phone,
0: and you're like, "What?" Yeah.
1: Like, well, like you're social like media just like
0: social media made it to where attention is currency. Yeah. So, wants However, to however you one, can, one however yeah. you can peacock to get those likes, equaling currency. That's how people do it. My thing is, is if you are a good person, you can still use social media to do the same thing, but you can just not be the vain conceited person that is just looking for the currency that I just mentioned. You're out there to just show people, hey, this is what I'm doing I know that I'm pushing in my lifestyle right now to be the the best I can feel. I want somebody else to see this and hopefully make that same decision for them. Because really, that's all it is, dude, is just find somebody that you connect with that is doing something where you genuinely feel that that person is um making a sacrifice in their life yeah. to become a better human mm-hmm. and influence that person it, it doesn't have to be going to the gym and making you know the new max fucking reps for the week it just would be getting up and walking for a half an hour before you have breakfast
1: yeah, because yeah, yeah. you beat those positive endorphins and it just sets the whole tone for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, dude. totally just making, making a change in, like I, I was saying, the word skew. I love using the word skew because we're not just going to like take ourselves and lift ourselves out of this point and put ourselves in a different point. We're going to skew to that point to where we naturally just fall into that point. You know, so making that one percent ch- change each day, I'm going to I'm going to fucking I'm going to eliminate this. I'm going to add this or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's get,
3: actually the, one of the best things I've heard is not like, oh, I need to start this new diet where I eliminate carbs, sugars, salts and all of all, all, all at once. It's like just like going to
0: shock your shit. You're just yeah, going you know, I mean, to hate it. I mean, still, yeah.
3: like even like if you can do that, there's people that have done that, but at the same time, like that's not like the most logical way to go about it. Like about eliminate one thing at a time and then, Oh, I eliminated this, go on to this and then go that I think that was i uh, I've never heard anyone really say that. That's actually, it sounds so simple, but it's actually something I've never really heard. That was it's funny. Just more uh,
1: sustainable. And it's more like it, it, it's, it's more of a reality because like literally, you know, like, um, it, it, at the end of the day it's a numbers game like you know let, less calories you eat more movement so eat less move around more just slowly over time make those adjustments and you can't okay. really go wrong with that
0: point a is birth point b is death that is a straight line okay i'm on a straight line how can i just slightly veer off that line yeah, to find something else that will still obviously get me to point B because I'm gonna fucking die anyways, but yep. I'm gonna find uh, a, a a easier groove to maybe even prolong that line a little bit, you know, make that line to be a little longer than it used to be, yep. and feel better in my earlier stages of that line to be, you know. That's uh, that's where I'm at right now, and once you get into two weeks of it, don't fuck two, around. Two weeks. two weeks, I'm saying. <laughs> two weeks has got to be the Joel point. love like. that two week. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Kevin's all How about
3: twenty five fucking years, motherfucker. <laughs> no, but
0: I'm just saying,
3: <laughs> hey, Joel. No, no I know. I no. I Small be like twenty five years of Kevin. Yeah, yeah. We're I mean, 25 I mean, for years. one thing, actually, one thing that someone actually got me to do one time, and it was good. Um, it's sense This is like the most baseline, like like opposite of where you need to be. But I remember one time I was like through, it like I uh, probably need to go to the doctor get a bunch of shit checked. But I was really depressed, and I was my friends were like, "Go oh, back to working out again. You have a gym membership. You haven't been going for like a year. You're paying. What What are you doing?" And someone said to me, "The first step is just going there and touching the fucking handle. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. get started. That's bottom line." Yeah. And I went, I went there and I touched the handle, and then I saw like an ex-girlfriend there. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go back later because I don't want to. talk to But literally, I did that, and I was like, oh, not gonna That's do that. But I'm. The next day, I went. I went the next day, you know, I went the, and like went worked out, and I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> well, I need to.
1: But... <laughs> I got got a funny ass story to tell you guys because it's like I, I remember I've I've told people this so many times I'll never forget it, and it's like uh it wasn't an ex-girlfriend but it could have eventually been maybe something but like. So back when I was, uh, I was like 17, 18, you know, and it was just all about the training and the eating and stuff. Um, I used to work with this group. It's so, like my first job was at a world gym. I was a cleaner. Well, they hired like a second cleaner and it was this cute little like brunette chick and um, she'd always flirt with me and shit. And it's just like, you know, me being introverted and not giving a shit about her, you know, except for like the gym stuff. Like I just yeah. didn't really pay attention to her and that probably, you know, made her that more pursuing, I guess.
2: Right, well, she right. gives
1: me her senior picture. She writes on the back of it. She's like, we need to hang out sometime. I think we'd have fun. I remember my buddy Ryan saw that. And he's like, Kev, what the shit, man? He's like, <laughs> you going to hang out with this girl or what? I'm like, no, nah, I don't really think she's that cute. And actually, you know, like looking back, she was very, very cute. And uh, he's like, dude, I'm going to fucking harass you uh, every single day, every time that I see you until you hang out with this girl. And I'm like yeah, whatever you know, he'll get over it. He'll he'll stop you know. But like literally every time that I would see him, like every weekend when we'd be hanging out, like if my buddy had a barbecue or whatever we were doing, um, my buddy Ryan, you know, like would just give me shit. He's like, "Did you hang out with her yet or what?" And eventually, I got tired of it. I'm like, you know what, you know, just to shut your ass up, I'll hang out with her. See what happens. Well, <laughs> during that time period, dude, I was um, I was drinking a lot of that weight gainer shit, like those uh. Know fifteen hundred calorie shakes or whatever, and uh, back then you know like I I wasn't obviously nearly as big as I ended up getting to, so like my body was still trying to figure out how to process all those excess calories. Well, fart fart coming up that or just straight to the bathroom kind of thing. (laughs) But (laughs) so so uh,
0: John, I I, on the same way. Like, dude, I was like, like farts,
1: yeah, horrible, just. Just terrible. Well, uh, so we end up at, like uh, we make plans, you know, to like go to the steakhouse or whatever, get some food. It was I like, got, uh, you know, on a weekend, and uh I ended up like having one of those fucking shakes before that, you know. So I was gonna have the shake and then get the food. So we end up, uh,
2: so much we end up,
1: You know, we polish off the food and then um, she's like, "Oh, let's go back to your house," you know, because she knows my dad's not there. And all of a sudden, I start feeling like, dude, like, boom, boom, boom. I can feel on the backside of my asshole. and like, dude, I'm coming up. I'm coming like, out right Yeah. Now. I get the goosebumps, man. And now I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to, like, have an episode here. So I'm, like, thinking the whole ride, you know, back to my house. I'm like, what what excuse am I going to give her? Because it was just, at the time, I was living with my dad, and we had this small-ass house. And the bathroom was, like, right next, like, right to, attached to the living room, pretty much. And then there's, there's his room. There's the kitchen. I'm like, she's going to leave no matter what I fucking do, whether I go to the bathroom or I just, you know, tell her that she can't come in. So I fucking, this was, so on the way on the way there, I started like, kind of playing it off, like, you know, like, but I'm really hurting, dude, like, I, the goosebumps are terrible. I'm like, I think I got food poison, And then, like, uh, you know, as we get closer to, to the house, I'm like, I, sorry, I, I don't think we're going to be able to hang out. I feel like I'm going to puke. Well, she leaves. I, I do what I got to do. Dude, yeah. she never talked to me again. She thought I was blowing her off and shit. Uh,
2: but it's just like, uh, yeah.
1: So I think about this, like you know, to this day, I'm like, what if I ever ran into that chick? And be like, yeah, you remember that time we hung out? I blew you off. It's because I had to shit really fucking bad.
0: <laughs> Damn, dude. I mean, to me, it's like, uh, it me have to pee. man, uh, go for it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like the situation where, you're like, oh, dude, I'm finally hanging. I'm, I'm hanging out with the chick yeah so it's doing that was well. Aw, dude i i would I, <laughs> it fucking blew I, it literally out my ass <laughs> <laughs> see my 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 situation would be like i'm still trying to figure out a way i can hang out with her after <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean things happen you know shit that's happened. right Shit, right, happens, so, literally. shit happens literally dude um <laughs> let's get back into the metal thing though dude i we yeah, talked yeah. about this for a while and and i do have more questions on that but i just want to get back onto the metal thing just for the for the show um we never really talked about um bands and stuff that you started jamming with when you were in yeah, high school. So,
1: the, so the only band i ever really jammed with like i shared practice room with this local band mutilated. And actually they were the first, Hell yeah. so my first death metal show ever with, uh, it was divine empire when they were still together. The headline he was
0: mutilated, nine. right? The one that everybody would have mutilated, put out an album and everything, right?
1: Yeah. It was called regurgitated genital pulp. I think it was called. Yes. Yes. I had it. Yeah. I shared. Yeah. We shared the practice room with them. So I was friends with Russ. I was friends with, um, Ryan at the time, he was the other guitarist, uh, and some of the other guys, I think uh, Tony Cosgrove, the drummer, I, I knew him, I jammed with him a few times, and he ended up leaving, and Zach Gibson <coughs> took over drums, you know, for Mutilated, and then he also played, you know, with us with Gut Rot when I eventually uh, joined them, but, yeah, as far as, like, jamming with other people, uh, those were pretty much the only people I I really jammed with, man, a lot of times I was just always jamming by myself, man that
0: was it yeah did you uh did you record with gut rot
1: yeah so we did a uh, split with uh, I was uh, I was dysentery i think they were I called. fucking
0: love that split bro Do that was the first gut rot uh introduction to me because i knew zach and zach was like check out my band and he sent us that that split Loved yeah, it. Jack, man. I, I loved to
1: it. Today is my favorite drummer ever. Like, cause I got to watch him all the time. He was just such an interesting player. Like I loved all his like drum fills where he would throw his snare hits and just, I've always been infatuated with drumming anyway. Cause that's, you know, what I wanted to be. So like, you know, my parts that were, uh, that I had to play, you know, like before we were starting to write any like newer material, you know, they weren't too difficult for me. So you know, like when those slam parts and stuff would come up, I'm just watching Zach the whole time, and I'm just like loving right. it. You know, I feel bad too because because Zach's got some uh, issues going on health wise. He can't play drums no more. I feel so bad, dude. Ah, oh, I didn't. Yeah, you've got some serious shit going on to where it's like you know keeping him from being able to play. Huh, call that, like, that kills me because like Zach, Zach drums yeah. are everything to that guy. No,
0: I love yeah, him. dude, yeah. It, it always has been. I mean. On that on that split that we're talking about right now, there is I think a twenty eight second gravity blast from Zach.
1: Yeah, that's in uh, the song, the track number two ancestral rim job, I think.
0: And that was one of the fir- before origin. Uh, no, maybe not before no, origin. Right on off. the same. No, I'm saying for how I ex- I um, experienced it. Oh, the first one I I can't remember. I can't remember if I heard Gut Rot first or Origin first. Okay. But the Gravity Blast thing was at that time, you know, in the beginning of the 2000s or whatever, when the Gravity Blast started becoming a thing. Yeah. Hearing Zach do that on the Gut Rot split was one of those key moments for me where i was like death metal drumming has changed you know yeah,
1: yeah and then you started you know like shortly after that you started getting into like the uh double strokes and stuff nobody ever heard something like that yeah like uh that that changed uh yeah a lot of the dynamic of uh yeah what the music was starting to sound like you know because it's it pushing really pushing the speed envelope
3: yeah no, dude. totally i remember like uh being on tour with a uh, longstreth it was a uh, origin and dying fetus, but like Longstreth is just kind of starting getting it down the double strokes. He's like, it's kind of like a new thing that he's doing, and mm-hmm. like he's like every all the drummers were just like it was a summer slaughter, so it was like ten drummers, <laughs> and they were just all like going like, all right, what, like what are you doing? Like what's going? Like they're all like sitting backstage like trying to work on it and like try to get it down to a, a, a science because it speeds you up so much. And but if you go back to like a, a Derek Roddy point of view, <laughs> Derek mm-hmm. Roddy was like, I remember because you. You talked about how yeah. you know you love. I already stuff,
0: doubles and stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and he was like, uh, he was like, well, anything that you can't hear like organically, uh, um, acoustically, he's like, I'm not down with, <laughs> like, right? You know, Derek Roddy's like really a line in the sand kind of guy. He's like old school the way he does things. He's like, if I can't hear you doing that, well, there's no mics or anything like in your kit, and I can't hear your double bass, like I'm not doing it. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's an old school like he, you know i mean i, I like ba-
0: i back it i'm yeah yeah it. I, I mean, I mean also, I also back roddy, the, the double sounds sick and it's cool to watch people say play it too but i'm just saying like that that m- roddy um mentality it it makes it have it's like more, a hard work mentality kind there's more I mean, emotion there's yeah, more yeah. feeling it in the sense that you know that a human limb dropped hard enough to make that kick yeah 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 and then for a while there you know like
1: uh like me too i started to get kind of burned out with the double stroke sound too like then i started seeing some people coming back like seeing how fast james king was able to take his singles i was like that's fucking impressive dude right like he was hitting what 260 maybe a little bit faster now yeah right around there and that
0: might that literally is guaranteed it is we are speaking the same way before the the guys or we're speaking the same way like the guys back in the day who who were like it's not a blast beat if you're not double timing the hi-hat that was a real thing if you're not double timing the hi-hat with your hands you're not really blasting and then there were guys like fuck you I'm going to halftime it and do split time blast because I want to go faster.
1: It was and almost I... like all of a sudden people started inventing rules to it it's like wait a minute this is music yeah? This is sport why are the yeah. fucking rules now? Yeah. Fuck
3: yeah that. exactly. I know that's stupid. Yeah. I know it's like uh, it's it's uh Duncan Trussell put it really good one time he was on a Joe Rogan episode. I'm going to see Duncan Trussell in 2 weeks with, with those so it's going to be awesome. I fucking but love Duncan. um Oh, uh, he's playing a fucking San Jose Improv. I just saw Bobby Lee there; it was amazing. Seen him
0: twice. It's amazing every time. Yeah, you saw him twice in one night. Fuck you. I seen um. with you. <laughs> we owned. We owned together. No, but he he
3: made this big. Oh yeah, no, he's awesome. But he like he talked about how there's always these human anchors in society that like they they get something going and they anchor into it and they're like nothing, no change. I want this to be the thing the way it's going and nothing coming after me is acceptable and only things before me are acceptable Mm -hmm. you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's people that like want to put their anchors into the time and be like this is when it was good and this is what needs
0: to happen from now on you know this really goes with uh our conversation again about how our body physically wants to home come to a homeostasis our our brain mentally wants to come to homeostasis too so it's like homeostasis um, no i just said that wrong uh but I, it really is true dude our our brain likes to find a, a path to just coast on any anything we can just fucking go on pilot autopilot that's what the human body and mind wants to do so if we find a certain thing we can just latch on and just coast with we're gonna be like yep that's it dude that that's that's the that's the wavelength dude that's our especially ship. if it
3: was like their generation that that it came out of, yeah, you know. Then and they're so, like, then they're like, put the claws down. They're like, yeah, no, this is. And then like anything comes after it. Like I remember going to John Campingman's house from the old uh, Black Dahlia guitar player. We were like, we'd always stay there in Michigan. Michigan. It's right over. I don't know what suburb. First time I ever see a firefly. They're fucking amazing there. <laughs> but um, but um, I John,
1: a, I think they were from Warren. If I if I remember,
3: yeah, it was a re- random suburb suburb outside of Detroit, and it was fucking it was way nicer than than main detroit main the mainland yeah, you don't want to go down don't. <laughs> no i used to we used to play harpos all the time so you know harpos probably right yeah i do yeah. i remember sure. the first time actually and i've probably brought this up on the podcast before but the i remember like oh, I'm like yeah, i heard detroit's like kind of gnarly like i'm like whatever we've been to like all these other baltimores and whatever until we got like uh dudes with guns loading us in <laughs> like, yeah. and i was like what the fuck he's all oh oh this band came here about three months ago and they shot him in the head and they stole his gear so we have now now they need i was like what the fuck is going on
1: it's a bummer that like when shows come here they're still playing in like shithole dump areas like that you know down there like uh some of the other outskirts like near detroit and stuff like why can't because there's there's a like where i played with uh disorderlies that that um hardcore punk band you know that's in a lot nicer, n- nicer area. They have thrash shows, they have like punk shows there. Like, why don't some of the death metal shows go there? Yeah. That way there's less likely a chance of an incident happening outside the yeah. venue ever, man. Like it's pretty I much on tour though, here because dude, you don't want to be fucking in that area down there.
3: No, I know. Pretty much on tour. I've noticed that like I've I just would go hit the worst parts of every town and every state it would be like The worst parts of St. Louis, the worst parts of Baltimore, the worst parts of like, there was always like the worst parts. Like when you're an up and coming band, like having to hit those shows and stuff, it was always the sketchiest spots. Like I heard cool things about Denver. Denver's great. And then it's like fucking zombie apocalypse with like, and someone explained to me like that group of people there does heroin, like 30 or 40 people over there that does, they do meth over there. They do crack and they're like feuding right now. (laughs) <laughs> and i was like oh, you're in the I middle i don't know where do i put my cab dude like what's going on? <laughs> like, and it's denver you like think of denver yeah. as like a really nice like like ski slopes and like happy fun times and we're in denver and it's like yeah. literally people go, can i borrow a light first time i ever saw someone smoke crack in front of my face was in denver oh, i was God. like some guys like hey can i borrow a lighter and i was smoking cigarettes back then i'm like yeah fuck yeah mm-hmm. and he just grabs it and just hit this pulls up a crack pipe just
0: bam oh, right goodness.
3: in front of me and it's in denver you know, you know you like my that ladder like, just got
0: used for smoking crack yeah.
3: yeah yeah and i was like just give that i mean i know you're addicted but give it back because you're like a crackhead Like, i need that like <laughs> i'm broke too <laughs> but like i'm like working at least you know like but at the same time like you like every like in the beginning of touring it was like when you're really starting from the grassroots and going up like you had to hit every shithole and every part so i have really abrasive opinions at, at certain parts of the country that are not that bad but I've been to the shithole, so like, I I really like I'm never moving there. Fuck that place. Like fuck Arkansas. I'm never, even though Arkansas is not like the best place ever. But we'd go to like Little Rock, where like, there's like a big crack problem or a meth problem, and it would be like a nightmare. It would be like insane, you know. And I can't I can't speak on the fucking outskirts and suburbs because they're probably beautiful and nice. But like I'm in the shithole. I'm in the toilet. You know, like judging this town. So it's yeah. really hard to like. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I <laughs> like death good. metal. You guys like death it,
0: metal? I love death metal, dude. And that's why we're doing these, show. the, these yeah. shows. These shows. These shows. Show. I think we're doing show. of, uh, Yeah, what
1: we were talking about is like, yeah, unfortunately, you got to hit some really low areas, man. The, like totally. The venues that will actually accept and let you play this kind of music to them.
0: Totally. totally yeah, you totally. Definitely. So, all right. We're. We're creeping up on three hours here and I have a, still a couple more questions for you, dude. And and one question is <laughs> <laughs> I had to do this. <laughs> um, the Disorderlies, dude. That, that's a fun band. That's a real fun band. All the stuff that I've watched on your channel with the Disorderlies, super, super sick and fun
1: i've watched yeah they uh, they they, and, they have very unique and they're all like they're kids man they're like 18 19 year old kids man they're like they're what i love is like seeing the drive you know like uh out of those kids like i met all them uh through another thr- uh local band Cyanide. uh are mm-hmm. kick-ass thrash band i met them through, through uh one of my buddies you know they're all like uh relatives like nephews and stuff of the family and they're like uh when i met all those guys they it was cool because they like. They got all starstruck for me, like, oh, my God, Kevin is over here, like, freaking out and shit about, like, the, I got to meet these kids that looked up to me and stuff, and I ended up becoming, you know, good friends with them locally, and um, I did a couple practices. They're like, man, we, uh, if, you, if you're down, we want you to play one of our shows with well, us, play one of our originals, and then we'll yeah. we'll play a Nails cover. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So we ended up uh, doing that, and that was my first time in 17 years that I was on stage, you know, because uh, my last show was uh, with Cut Rot in 2005, and that's where I was like, man, I just, I don't have the dedication to do both the bodybuilding and the music. It's got to be one or the other. And I, you know, I went down the bodybuilding path and right, you know, I, I hung the music part up. I just kind of kept it around as a hobby. So, uh, but yeah, it was, man, it was so much fun to get up on stage, you know, with these fucking younger kids and just like, just headbanging and.
0: Oh, dude, kidding. it was great, dude. And watching, watching the footage that you had put on your channel and stuff, it was a great time. But, yeah. How was really? the,
3: how was the crowd reaction for you? Like going up there?
1: Oh, well, they they it was, uh, it, it was, it was pretty special, man. Especially like for me anyway, you know, like just, and I had to like, you know, cause most people remember me from that Papa Roach cover. Like that's what like really, really freaking blew up. So it's like, I had to wear the mega man shirt and shit. So I went up there <laughs> with that on and uh, brought my, my Jackson B up there and yeah, just, uh,
0: dude. And, and, uh, your, um, demeanor on stage is natural that's another thing too. I was like 17 years since you've been on stage and you're yeah. getting down and shredding the way that you're doing. Now, I, now I, I was very impressed, you know? Hey. So, I mean, what's, what's a uh, real quick, we'll, we'll
3: kind of slowly start wrapping up, but like, cause you're in the YouTube world and, and I went randomly. That's why when, when I was typing up your little biography, when I was posting the picture, I was like, I clicked about, about you. And it, so it showed, like thirty million plays, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like we're mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if we've broken a hundred thousand. We might have hundred fifty thousand, something like that. But like thirty million plays. What's what's the most played video from Kevin Fazard? We're at
0: we're at one sixty four, by the way. <clears throat> well, I know.
3: Yeah, we got fourteen from fucking him showing
1: up. That's why we got the <laughs> extra fourteen.
0: <laughs>
1: no. But what's yeah, like? Yeah, what's you, gotta like, be, yeah. it's got to like, be that Papa Roach cover I did, and like what. What what kind of pisses me off about that is like I put the least amount of effort into that video to make that like I remember I can't like I remember when I made that video, it was like uh you know, because there's a certain like time period you want to upload something for it to possibly do well and shit. Like Thursday and Friday are like your best days if you're posting certain content between you know noon and three o'clock or whatever they say. So I I was I was working all week. I was helping my buddy at the time, you know, like drywalls a little slow, so I was helping him detail boats. So I had this fucking crazy tan, you know, like being out in the sun and that shit wears you the fuck out, you know, like, yeah. uh, detailing boats all day out in the sun and shit. Just tired, man, like behind on sleep. And I just, I didn't feel like doing a bunch of camera angles and all this shit. I'm like, I just, I basically just set the camera up. I'm like, well, oh, the lights coming through my room really good. Now I can see all the veins popping and shit. I'm like, we'll roll with this. So I fucking, I, I just, uh, played through this, you know, I, I tracked both, uh, you know, guitar one, guitar two, wherever left and right, and uh, recorded it, uh, did the video, and then I freaking published it, and the thing ended up uh, doing a lot. It turned into – it took on a life of its own, basically. I remember so, –
0: uh, Kev, was that your first video you put up on YouTube, though? No, 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 my oh, first, no. My first
1: – we'll go back to that, actually. Yeah, yeah. actually, I wanted go to get it.
0: Like, I just – that was my second question that I had mentioned okay. that I had said that I forgot, but I, w- I wanted to know – what made you decide to go on to the YouTube route? Yeah.
1: But yeah. Well, so I, uh, back in the day, you know, like I was always watching, I was going on Derek Roddy message boards, you know, and shit because some people would post videos on there. And I just, I would love to watch drum playthroughs because it wasn't like what it is now where you can see anybody playing drums or anybody playing guitar. Was like, it was very hard to find media like that or videos to watch people. So I remember going on like the Derek Roddy message boards and stuff, and you know watching some shit. And then eventually, uh, like YouTube became a thing. That was like back in what I think the I think YouTube debuted in like December of two thousand five. So right around that time, uh, I think I I think I launched my channel in April of '06. So it was like a few months after YouTube kind of rolled. I'm like man i really want to like i don't have a camera or anything like you know i'm, I'm uh, joel knows i'm an idiot with uh media and shit like <laughs> I'm, I'm just behind with the time dude i'm old-fashioned i'm old school fuck this technology like <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah I'm really wired that way man like i just uh I, I don't know some things just like take a while for me to get but like I'm with i am remember you know. uh, i'm like well what do i do for a video camera what should i do so i went up to there was a rite aid at the corner where i was living and uh they had those disposable video cameras. I ended up buying one of those and I just uh I, I fired it up. And like with those things, it's like you uh you get like 20 minutes of footage on it or 15 minutes, whatever it is, and you know, whatever it ends up, it ends up. So I hit play and uh I recorded a couple of my own songs that I like wrote at the time, just me riffing through it on my Jackson in my basement and shit. And, uh, I, those were my first videos I ever, ever uploaded. And I was like 21 or 22 years old. And those things like took off, man, because there was nobody else. Yeah. First of all, YouTube, like there was nobody else really posting anything yet. And then secondly, (laughs) there's uh not only a metal guy playing, but he's like fucking, you know, a bigger guy than most of the metal guys you see playing guitar and shit. So this shit was blowing up, dude. And I remember back then, like I, I didn't take the criticisms as well. You know, like I'd read a comment and I just get all fucking pissed off and shit. So I remember I was like, man, you know, I'm just going to erase this shit. So I ended up like deleting those videos. And then like, looking back, I'm like, that was really dumb of me. Cause those things could have, who knows right. what they would have turned into.
2: Right. But I,
1: um, you know, I just, I started to continue uploading and like, then it became like stuff at the gym when I was still, uh, doing all that shit. But I was still, that's when I started doing guitar covers and everything and things like that. And then, uh, couple of years go by and all of a sudden YouTube started changing where like Google got involved and you could start making money off of it. And I remember hanging out with my buddy and uh, he's like, dude, you know, you can make money, uh, posting videos. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, but like, I, I, I don't understand how you, how you connect your channel to your like bank information and stuff. So my buddy was, he, he's like one of the smartest people ever when it comes to computers and shit. So he couldn't even figure it out. Like, going in the settings and everything. Cause we logged into my channel at his house and shit. He's like, I can't figure this out, man. And like, um, I knew like if he couldn't figure it out, there was no way in hell that I was going to figure it out.
2: <laughs> so, right. cool.
1: so I just said, you know, whatever, uh, not, I don't I ain't worried about it. So I just continued to upload, you know, like at my own leisure, doing the covers all those years and doing some of the bodybuilding stuff. And then 10 years, like fast forward, like 10 years later, I come home from work and I was learning to be a pipe fitter that summer. And it was hot as shit in these automation factories. It gets like 110 degrees in them or whatever. I come home, I'm dead tired, bro. And I'm like, I put on one of uh, this channel that I was watching. the guy, uh, like one of his subscribers asked how much he makes per month doing videos. And, uh, and he, and he mentioned he makes like anywhere from six to 800 bucks or whatever it was per month and shit. I'm like, all right, wait, wait, wait back up, man. I'm like, all right, <laughs> for doing this stuff it's like all you're really doing is like narrating and like you know posting like pictures of stuff right i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna dive into this like somebody made a tutorial by now you know so yeah so i freaking uh i found like how to set up bank information for your youtube uh uh, channel and then I, i i walked through it step by step i pulled it up on my desktop and i had like I had a good amount of money sitting there that um, not every video was monetized because some of them were copyright claim, whatever. But there was a handful of videos that, especially like the the Through the Eyes of the Dead video, that cover I did, the manifest, that one actually got some pretty, because it got a lot of views. So there was money from like that and like some of the other uh, videos along the way that were eligible for monetization. There was money sitting there, but I had no account to go to. And a light bulb went off, man. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to start really pushing this, man. Like yeah. now that I this out. So I, I set everything up and then I started to upload and share more things. And then it slowly over time, it turned into what it is now. I, man, I went through a lot of nights, a lot of days where I, uh, I didn't sleep or I, I go into the next day making sure that I met that deadline. It's like, when I start a project, I finish it out. Like when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So I was like, I would do these videos. Like I'd be up at all these hours, like spending time editing and shit upload them, then go to work at the main job, come home. And like, I'm still tired, catch a couple hours of sleep after the gym or whatever, get back on that computer, start editing again. So, you know, the next couple of years, I really spent a lot of time pushing, pushing the viewership and trying to get the the following up and it turned into what it is now. And like, I, I can't yeah. thank everybody enough for how much like they've uh, they've come to it and subscribe that they continue to watch and, you know, obviously, what we're doing right now, like none of this shit would be possible without any of you guys. Like, I just, I oh yeah, dude, freaking love all you dudes. You know, we love you. Too, yeah.
3: brother. I can tell. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm cutting, I'm cutting out. I can things are freezing every now and then, so hopefully this comes through. But I can tell with people, the reason why you've taken off so much is like you're, you're like grassroots, kind of like fuck it. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. I, I found it. Like you, pretty much started. Like, I mean in the early days of making playthrough videos you were doing it like when streaming services were available and people can tell that you're not just like like a guy that's got like muscles and be like check out my angle like this is what like you're just trying to fucking like put what you love out there and like people can tell it's like it's like a dog can tell they can sniff something and be like (laughs) oh this guy's full of shit or not you know what i mean like they can tell like when something's for real or for not and I feel like uh you you portrayed that very well. we'll do. Yeah. yeah. And that's like to me, that's
0: exactly why you've I mean, we're talking about, gotten we're talking to the spot. Like eighteen almost yeah, like eighteen years that even fucking mm-hmm. on YouTube, dude. And you your know? your
3: your story is so unique. It's so like as far as you know going through like you're not obviously in this industry or in this industry to like to get chicks. Like you're not like trying to get chick, no. like you're not like you can tell you're like it's for like the love of the craft like it's for for both triumph for dude yeah yeah art. it's not like i'm gonna try to get attention because i need attention because you know my parents split up when i was younger and i need attention it's not like that at all it's like dude i am here to fucking show you what's going on this is what i do and oh shit people like this okay well i'll keep showing you what i do and
1: this is just how i live and, my
3: life and, and that's why I've people. have been this way since i was 15
2: and at yeah. the end
1: of the day i mean like uh i, I mean to uh like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I mean, anybody that posts something like there's obviously you wouldn't post something if you didn't want people to see it. Like just like family pictures, when people used to take like actual physical photographs, nobody ever took a picture and said, God, I hope nobody sees this. You know what I mean? So it's like anybody puts any kind of media out there, you know, they want people to see it. Like, just like we want people to see this and I want people to see like my next song that I wrote or riffs I came up with and shit. Like I, it's just that's how we are as humans that's how we communicate we just uh we want to share stuff with each other and with the world and shit totally and I, and, and, and I could, there, yeah
0: i was just going to say there's a difference between uh putting a, it out there solely for people to see versus i am doing something that i love and it. i'm just going to use this to document my process yeah. that's what i think the difference is is i'm i'm putting it yeah putting a channel together for just solely for people to see you doing shit is not going to be as we're talking the word sustainable it's not mm-hmm. going to be a sustainable versus because they're gonna they're gonna see through the bullshit quick you know so it really is all about just hey i'm i'm letting you guys in on my uh process of moving through my own life right now and my love is metal and bottle bodybuilding bottle building both bottle (laughs) bottles (laughs) (laughs) drinking (laughs) you can tell that i've been drinking plenty of alcohol during this bodybuilding episode but not that's not really what it is to me dude i I don't i don't think i don't think i don't look at your situation as vain necessarily i mean we all have an ego to anything that we do in life that's why we put shit out into the world to represent us as people you know but there is a difference between doing that to you know archive and document your process versus literally just saying hey be me and that's not what i feel when i look at you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of dudes out there that look like you and and maybe have a similar lifestyle that are literally just like, ah, you're not going to be me. Just watch me be me. You know? And and yeah, like
1: that's, that's all that, and that's all they're based on. Like, there's uh, so it's funny. Like the gym that I go to, uh, more than half that gym now knows me, like just based on what they've seen come through, uh, like their Instagram feed and shit, like. You know, because some of my stuff has been shared on, on the uh, the gym's uh, Instagram page and stuff. But they then they ended up uh, it triggers an al- algorithm where they they see me playing guitar and then like they come up to me, they're like, "Dude, I had no idea that you could fucking play like that."
0: And like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not just a some asshole picking up weights in here, man. Like, there's more <laughs> to it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. And I love but, that. Like,
1: be fair, there's 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 more of a story or a journey behind everybody, and like this was mine. There is. If people didn't know who I was, they'd have no idea, like, uh, like how I got here or whatever. You know, like, what uh, if they're interested to hear about it, here we are.
3: Yeah, right. I just think your goals are so unique. You're not like for a bodybuilder. Like, usually, bodybuilders are kind of trying to get like attention of other people, of the women, or like they have like other secretly like things that they have in there. They're like, no, it's for me. They're like, oh, but that girl over there too. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like for you, it's like it's like this is just what I fucking love. I love this and death metal. Those are This is what
0: makes me feel the best.
3: Death Metal is like the most vagina drying music that's out there. (laughs) Yeah, nobody can
1: see somebody pick uh, 240 BPM and, like, yeah.
0: Sorry, Pitcher. Oh
1: my God, this guy's going to beat the shit out of me, probably.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome no i can tell you're a humble fucking good dude and you have like really good intentions behind it and everyone else can tell obviously and i think that's why you're, you've been so successful is people can like i said like a, like a dog they can smell they're like oh okay this is not bullshit this guy's actually yeah. this guy feels it and he means it. he's not like going like you see these literally i get this dude in my fucking instagram like feed that pisses me off every day he's wearing like it's <laughs> like cut off sleeve thing are and you talking about playing... a
0: specific person or are you talking about you're just specific. a generalization? I oh, know.
3: I mean, I've seen
0: probably 10 of them now, but okay, so it one... is a generalization, but you're talking but it's, about a, a specific... it's based on one dude, yeah, yeah. And
3: it's like, it's like he's an attractive dude, like you can tell, like by the jawline, and he's skinny and like I don't know, he's got like muscles, but he's kind of skinny. I already kind of and...
0: know who, okay. Keep and going. he's
3: just playing like fucking like the most basic, he's playing like Enter Sandman on fucking guitar, nope. Lost and him. he has like a likes for that video and i'm like are you fucking serious like this is all like women masturbating i think this is not like there's no there's no way the inner sandman is getting a hundred and fifty thousand likes of this guy he's sitting there he's posing i can just tell he's posing you can just tell by yeah. a male's stance that he's trying to look yeah. hot or something and i'm like i'm like oh my and he's like taking songs that are like you know something stuff that I used to do to when i was a kid and he's monetizing them for his own like oh i have a cut off shirt with my a little bit of uh a peck showing and like my uh, my arms showing and it's perfectly angled so you could see like the best parts of them and i'm like i'm like I, I clicked this thing and i was like this is literally probably what women think when they see these like girls like fucking like just ass doing stuff like that like oh that's all they that's all they're known for just ass
2: and, and you know what they are.
1: boobs The algorithm is probably pushing that video, too, because in our current society, that athletic, smaller, leaner, like, kind of look is uh, what is deemed, you know, like, the in thing as far as, like, male, like, models and shit are concerned. So, you know, like, if I were to do the same thing, it would be a fraction of the uh, amount of, uh, you know, like, like, impact on the algorithm. All that shit's rigged, dude. Like, um, I know, I bet.
0: Yeah. I've, been re- I've mentioned it on um uh, a podcast recently but i'm starting to now that louis ck mentioned it i'm gonna back it fuck the algorithm dude that's what yeah, i'm gonna yeah. say i'm gonna say fuck the algorithm i'm not gonna i mean we never have really on this show worked with the algorithm anyways you know but well, Kevin's yeah. got
3: to see it from like nothing when it was
1: very basic. Yeah, he's he's style. in a now, he's got to see kinda, the full.
0: Dude, he kind of has to. YouTube, work when
1: YouTube with it, used you know? to have fucking porn on it and shit or racial <laughs> stuff, there used to be everything on YouTube. It's that it's, it, it's changed so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Now it's like yeah. if I say like, fuck, piss, then like I'm we're fucked forever. You My, know, like thing? I say a sentence like you're you're like oh we'll take that channel just like go ahead and put them down
1: here. Not show them right. anymore, like you know, yeah, mean? Start, like, stop putting you in like recommendations for other people that won- exactly. would want to watch the channel or watch this content. Exactly. But I'm gonna yeah. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, Kev, throughout all the time that you've been doing this, you haven't made too many big of sacrifices to work with the algorithm, you know. You kind of just been you, you yeah. know. I I notice that in your playing that it's just you. Yeah, you look that,
3: at videos from years ago versus today. I feel like the same energy is still there. There's nothing that's changed in his style. Exactly. Of like, yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't feel uh, a disingenuous um, energy from you when I watch your videos. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. he's. That's why he's where he's at. Yeah, and 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 that's where I think it's really at, dude, if you just stick to being yourself no matter what you're doing. I mean, recently this week I had a guy message me and say that this podcast has inspired him to start his own podcast. And that's really I, cool. It's super cool and it's not the first time. It's it's actually through this time it's like three or four times that dudes have done that and every single time that some guy hits me up and says hey i'm gonna do my own thing i always say be you dude like yeah that's super rad that you're doing that make it your thing make it yours
3: because you can always tell when someone's like not i mean there's always the guy that's being themselves they get popular and then you can see all the branches of people trying to be them Maybe one or two of them get popular, but then yeah. like everyone's like, like they're, they're they're faking themselves, and you just read through it, you're like, oh, that's that's not real. I don't there's believe people,
1: that at all. People doing that, you know, like with music uh, related, like like doing gear reviews and stuff. Just uh, you know, because they were told that they can't say anything negative about a product or something, and they got it. They got to walk this fucking dotted line, and if they yeah. don't, they're going to get their free stuff and all this shit. That's so totally. disingenuous to. People that are yep. watching, I'm like, it's just, it's fucking wrong, dude. I've seen sure. that so
3: many times where like there's pieces of gear and stuff. I'm like, really? Is it like the way you're describing it, the best pedal, like for like a heavy chug that you've ever heard? Like a, like, like, I like, I know that pedal, you know, like I've, yeah. there's things where I see it and I'm like, I know that's not true. Like I, we're off the bat. I know it's not true. And people are like, and then the bottom, it's just like, you can buy it here and with my promo code and yeah. like all these yeah. things. And I'm like, oh, okay. You well, it's all sound money. like me? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, they, I mean, at the same time, like I get they want to quit their job and they want to, like, they're a good guitar yeah, they, player and they want to sell something,
1: you know, like, to make money. Yeah, if, they, if they're trying to push that to make them, like, uh, like that's their income, their, their, you know, monthly income, and that's what they want to do as their career or whatever, that's one thing, but, like, yeah, that's even got a fine line to walk to, you know, like,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but, yeah, it's just, uh, like, where do you draw the line kind of thing, because uh, and it and became, at the, so I was gonna say It became like I a dick it. contest, basically, for people like that are trying to make money off of it and shit. Like everybody's got to try to outdo everybody. It's same thing with music too. Like all of a sudden, it became this speed thing: who's going to outspeed, outdo the drummer, or the like yes yeah, or that? Like these different variables. You know, it's like it just it becomes like a who's better kind of thing, and it should be that way.
0: No, that
1: still it brings just, me
3: back to the speed thing. Was hilarious to me at a John Campimman's house. He's he's the one that showed me this guy with quad pedals hit quad, quad uh, double bass with their quads oh, yeah he it's like now yeah, it's, it's like, now like a hum now a now it's a hum you guys are going so fast like it's becoming so fast that like i it's now just a fucking it's a frequency it's like it's like not, it's not musical like, anymore yeah exactly and that's why I like you know, today i had a really big renaissance today with uh opeth i was like Listening to Opeth and I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys can write a song like uh, the old stuff. I don't know. I know I what song another. you
0: connected with, and that song yeah, be so hard, dude. Yeah, I was Drip, like, Drip, I watched Drip it. Calls, I,
3: right? Yeah, and I was like watching it this morning. And I was like fucking tired of shit. Walking, and I was like, I'm just gonna throw this on. And all of a sudden, like, I got like chills. Like my eyes got watery. I was like, "Holy fuck, this is so good, dude!" Yeah. Like that. It's crazy.
1: The power of like what music can actually do to your like uh, emotion and stuff when you hear like a guitar played, like strings plucked. That it can, it has that much power to actually do that to you. Right. Takes you out of
3: a depression. Can take you out of a depression. Like you're in a depression. You can hear, like you can be in this terrible depressed state and hear a song, and you're like. Ugh, just come out of it like yeah. like you took like you took a pill like you went to the doctor yeah. and took a pill. It's the same yeah. feeling, you know. Not it that really I've taken a pill, dude. but I mean, I know that I've I've dated people in my past that they just like oh I have to do this and I'll be happy. But I'm I've literally recently come into contact with myself and like listening to fucking music and I'm like I'm depressed. I'm not depressed anymore. Like literally, like snap out of
0: it, you know, through music. And and a lot of people come across that situation and they're like I'm not going to take the pill. Fuck yeah this. yeah yeah i'm not it's gonna let this music free pull me out of it i'm gonna stay in this this nasty yeah. state where there's there's uh a situation where something outside of you can actually pull you out of it if you let it you well, know. when you're
3: dark enough you can't you you think you're you're like fuck everything like this is nothing's gonna work blah blah, blah. and then like it, i just randomly be like on my way to work like a year or two ago just like fucking just super depressed and i like i just need to listen to music or something and i was like just came out of it you know like yeah. a song brought me back to a state a, a happy part of my life or something or just brought me out and i was like what the fuck <laughs> like what the- why was i like that That's you know like literally brought me out of it you know yeah, it's so,
0: insane to wrap it up i think that uh our our keywords tonight are sustainability and what were you just talking <laughs> about right now what were, you're talking about uh be- being pulled out of something uh boner pills. I had two words, and I'm just an alcohol as <laughs> a motherfucker, guys. Um, all right. We should wrap this one up. Though. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're uh, rating Max, by the way. Oh, we're rating Max Anomalous. We love you, Max. Uh, Max Anomalous. Uh, that's shredder. the super homie. He's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, super shredder. You'll have fun love with him guys. if you stick on and go on to his channel. But, um, yeah. Let's do the plugs real quick. Death or no battleforgecoffee.com. Buy your coffee. I can't
3: do both. I can't do both. No, that's too. fine.
0: They can hear my words. So battleforgecoffee.com go there and buy your coffee. And if you are in need of a t-shirt, you woke up this morning and you're like, shit, I don't have a t-shirt. I'm dude. cold. I'm cold. I'm, I need to be warm in the uh areas above the elbow and <laughs> perfect sales pitch
3: <laughs> above the elbow
0: above the elbow I think that's a good one. if you if you're cold above the elbow and and you want your torso to be covered by covered... shit <laughs> <laughs> cover your tor- cover your torso in a Cali Doth Podcast T-shirt, guys. I mean, there you go. You Long know. sleeves
3: next winter, probably.
0: And if you're a guitar player and you still want to rep, just get the OG logo because we switched over to the right side, so you guitar players can still rep. And, yeah, uh, so we
3: we 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 released a a logo shirt, but it was like covered by the guitar strap <laughs> for everyone that was wearing it on stage. People like try to rep us on stage, and they just look like, the guitar strap would cover it. So we we're like, <laughs> we have to switch tits, go to the other tit, and like make sure that the Cali Death logo is there because we're musicians, you know. Dude, and,
1: why do why don't you? just, like or somebody like for for guitar players or bass players, why don't you just put it on an angle, Cali Death, like almost like that's where the strap would be. Like uh, I, I don't know, uh, like, do it going to the uh, side. Or something.
3: Or yeah, a guitar, uh, Cali Death strap, dude.
2: Yeah. Oh shit, we can hook it up.
0: We can we can hook that up. W- we we know some people, <laughs> aka Nico. Um, yeah, we got yeah. this. <laughs> and the, I already said. All right, I already said to go buy our t-shirts. All right, um, Kev, Kev so again. Where do you want people to? go yeah, to like, everyone already knows where i'm at dude yeah well, we'll, we'll fucking there's got to be at least <laughs> one person listening right now that's like yeah,
1: yeah what's sure, this sure. guy uh just kevin frizzard like the youtube page like i mentioned in the beginning of the video i mean there's there's yeah so far there's not really any other places to go but like really like my youtube my instagram where i i post the you know the videos of playing the guitar some of the stuff i come up with or uh you know some of the stuff in the gym. I still like. I, I started posting. You know, bringing some of that stuff back out there because it's. I'm not tied to a, you know, like a niche or anything like I am with YouTube, where I got to keep shit consistently the same. So, yeah, those two avenues right there. Um, yeah, it's mainly it. I don't do too much on Facebook except for, go on there and look for guitars that I want to purchase if, the, if anybody's ever selling them. So like,
3: oh god, the marketplace. Jesus Christ, get me away from that fucking marketplace. On Facebook. <laughs> I am like looking yeah. at that every day
1: that's that that's my toy store that guitar centers used uh you know like uh shit that they got on the database and stuff or reverb yeah i know
3: we got to get you on uh we to get you on twitch somehow like we've a few guests we've had on here have like decided to branch off and start their own twitch and they play live and they talk to people and they they do stuff and i feel like uh you'd be good for that i feel like that would actually work for you
1: yeah, we'll have to, you know, in the future, uh, yeah, just have a discussion about that. You guys can kind of oh, walk dude. me through how that all works. And I, would stuff. Love I just, just want to come back on and bullshit about music again anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Let's do it again. I'm totally down sure. to it
1: again.
0: Let's do it. Obviously, yeah. dude, th- this was really fucking sick. And I would love, love for Kevin Twitch channel. And if that were to happen, I would love for you to come back on and plug it and. Talk about all the shit that we've been because now we're gonna keep in touch, dude. So if you want to really do that, yep. then we can, we can talk about getting that set up, and when you finally do, then we'll 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 be able to talk about all that on the next episode for sure, dude.
1: Sounds great to me, man.
0: Kevin, dude. Right, hey, really, brother. This is a great time. I I loved everything that we talked about. Um, and yeah, dude. Thank you so much, dude. Thank, thank you, you for man. your time. And um, rock on to everybody that's been here with us tonight live, and rock on to the people that have been listening to it afterwards. It will be on YouTube Friday, which is tomorrow. And yeah, we'll 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 see you guys next. All Spotify, you want to (laughs) listen to it? (laughs) Apple (laughs) Podcasts, it's all everywhere you can listen to it. Just type our name in. Anywhere you can see it, type our name in, and we'll be there and we'll see you guys next week. Rock on. Thanks so much, guys.